Alright, let's start this thing. Let's do this. Three, two. Oh, not that fucking sound. We almost made it through 2020, the second half, without hearing it. <laughs> the second half, you keep changing it. Three quarters, we almost made it to the last quarter of 2020 without hearing it. We almost made okay, it really, this I week. haven't heard that sound in so long, please. How please about a new sound? Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. That's, well, that's yeah. reasonable. That's... We can live with it. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to, to the, the chomp. Tone. You are listening to the chomp cast. You are listening to the Chompcast. Everybody do it all together now. Your turn, Josh. One, three. What what about at the same time? Okay, okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. You You are listening listening to the the Chompcast. This is why we don't do congregational (laughs) readings. I like how we're like on three and then we're all waiting to watch each other's lips move. I just went straight for it. I didn't even I just did the, the Bib Fortuna addressing Chewbacca thing from Return of the Jedi. Okay. There you go. Um, so you can leave that in the show. <laughs> you are listening. <laughs> you are listening, in fact, to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And SwordChomp.com, we know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show a part of your day. A part of your year in this case, because it's the last Chompcast of 2020. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life. Just a little bit. You know, the Chompcast gives you double life experience points. When you listen to the show, it's true. If you're Christmas shopping while you're listening to the podcast, you'll Christmas shop twice as good. I tried it. Well, it's fat. twice as hard. So much harder. Superman does good. You do twice well. as Twice as gooder. I <laughs> you see that bitch over there trying to grab that big screen TV before you? If you listen to our podcast while you're going for that TV, she backs down. I don't like to refer to people as bitches, Shay. That's just... That's I've just... totally heard you say bitch more than once, but yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I said <laughs> Don't throw me into the bus here. <laughs> I was just joking, but jeez. You're trying yes, to virtue I've signal. said bitch I, many times, all right? It's only that I, I call you out. I only yeah. refer to one person as a bitch, and he or she is on this podcast. <laughs> Rich. I, don't know, I, th- I think Josh is a when, lovely person. When we're fucking, so. you cannot be revealing what we do in the bedroom. Oh, no, I was just trying to hurt Morgan's feelings. Oh, okay. My feelings are, I'm just, I'm immune. I'm just like a, I'm like one of Fish's old socks that has been fucked so many times. There's no sense. There's, there's you think he would have thrown left. it out by now. Yeah. There's Aww. just nothing left. Fish's sock makes a, a comeback for 2020. <laughs> surprise return. Comeback. Dun, dun. <laughs> the surprise cameo you never knew you needed. It's Fish's like JJ. Sock. It's J.J. Abrams trying to bring some shit back around that doesn't really make sense. It was like sense. when Lando popped up in the last Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's so it's so funny that you guys are mentioning that because I've been listening to a bunch of the old Chomp casts in preparation for this episode, as well as Game of the Year stuff um, that we're going to be doing at the start of the year. I listened to like five Chomp cast episodes this week, and I got <laughs> to the conversation, I think we had at the beginning of this year, talking about the newest Star Wars movie, and we had this long conversation about J.J. Abrams. So yeah, that's Abrams. also making a return for the end of 2020. Full circle, man. Yeah. Full circle. For sure. Um, put Spider- a bow on it. Um, Spider-Man author J.J. Abrams. Putting a bow on it. Putting a boner. <laughs> All right, um, let's see here. Uh, I'm not wrong, Josh. <laughs> no, Anywho. it's just, yeah. No, this is great. I love, I love the random discourse. Um, 
If you're digging the show, of course, you'll find us everywhere you can get podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Leave a kind five-star rating. If you're feeling frisky, go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. We'll talk more about that later. Um, this is it. Yeah, it's our final Chompcast of the year before we return in 2021 for our anticipated show and all of our Game of the Year festivities. <laughs> Which, I gotta say, ironically, I think it worked out well for us because uh, the biggest news story... <laughs> we have too much to talk about, if anything, so... Um, can you imagine if we were going to sit down today and talk game of the year instead of all this cyberpunk nonsense? Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a better yeah. timeline. It actually, you know, I joked around privately <laughs> like, Oh, I'm real glad that we waited for cyberpunk for the game of the year stuff. But actually I'm, I'm in a way in a different way, kind of happy. Now. Yeah. Not in the way you expected <laughs> the year. Yeah. The it year was still out. blooming. The, the, the deathly, um, I'm trying to find a good. I was trying to describe some sort of like vile vegetation or flower that was blooming, and then just it, we thought it was fully bloomed, but December still had a little more 2020 left to bloom with just this oh, terrible Morgan, thing. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. See, you're perpetuating a really dangerous idea that 2020 is a was just a bad year and things are going to be okay now. <laughs> They're not. I 2020 is the new normal. Well, you know they say. Hey, that hey get- kids, listen up. It doesn't get better. We'll get used to it. Just like fish is That's my slogan for 2021. 2021. You get used to it. You get used to it. Um, hope is on the horizon. I can't uh, wait for no, 2022. That's, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. I cannot wait for 2022. Slogan, yeah. the drinking helps. Uh, that's been this, my slogan for like 10 years at this point. There's this, uh, these few episodes on Star Trek Voyager, and they're literally called The Year in Hell. And uh, I can't think of a more fitting name in my lifetime to call a year the year of hell than this year. I think we've, sh- we've lost so many amazing people and musicians to death and COVID. Um, so many bad things. So it's a good thing that we're going to be talking about happier things this podcast, right? No. Yeah, and there's a lot of good things. There are a lot of good things as well. Yeah, like um, I wrote a script for a romantic romantic comedy about Quark. Oh, I mm, would love mm, for that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's semi pornographic. Semi, just waist up. Uh, it's all. all over the pants stuff. All over, all over the pants. All over the pants. Um, I was tickled this week looking over a tweet from Elon yeah. Musk on the Cyberpunk official. Twitter account. Um, you know, Elon Musk, brilliant philanthropist, billionaire, and of course Twitter troll. AKA the guy banging crimes. It's it's yeah, it's it's amazing how you managed to get all of those wrong. Um other than billionaire. Uh, <laughs> the the official Cyberpunk Twitter posted basically an apology about the quality of the game and how gamers could request a refund if they wanted to, but underneath Elon Musk <laughs> jumped in and posted something he grabbed from the Cyberpunk Reddit page, which we all know great things live on Reddit, in an attempt to both troll CD Projekt Red and a very sad human that posted this nonsense on Reddit, he dropped this on their Twitter feed. And it said, Does anyone else just feel empty? I've been crying for the last few days. Discussion. I took a week off to play this game and I quickly realized it's not the game I've been thinking about every day for eight years. I cry myself to sleep and haven't been able to function. I end up crying whenever I think about the game and I don't even want to touch my PS4. This was supposed to be the future of gaming. 
And now I don't know what else I have to look forward to. It's absolutely crazy that it took him this long into 2020 to feel that way. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why There's gamers so are There's so many broken. other things to be sad about. This is, this is what did that to him. Well, I think this particular person may have pinned all of their hope uh, on this one thing bringing them joy at the end of the year. Okay, but which like... Which is, is it, never put all your eggs in one basket. That's is this the, person 11? Because otherwise it's not okay. Well, yes, that's what's funny about this thing. You'd it's think very, you would have hit that moment sad. a while before it's, now. It's very, very pathetic. No offense to this person. No yeah. offense to this person. <laughs> Um, he also dropped the fantastic office meme that I stole for, but I just love the idea that, uh, Elon Musk was, uh, perusing the cyberpunk Twitter feed and dropping, <laughs> dropping tweets. Well, no, he had to control. go, he had to go be a he tourist in other people's misery after his rocket blew up. Plus his Twitter <laughs> is definitely run by an AI at this point, I assume. I, yeah, that's probably true. Actually. His personality is just uploaded to it. Um, I, it, his terrible personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to say real quick while we're on that topic, Morgan, Listen, guys, get out of jail free card. If you took off work to play cyberpunk, we get it, man. We all make mistakes. You put all your eggs in this basket, and now the basket is dropped. Just tell your coworkers you needed some R&R. You needed some you time to clear your head before the holidays. And, you know, you're, you're free and clear. You don't have to live with that shame. Tell yourself and tell your friends you did it for a totally different reason. I put all my eggs in my wife's basket if you catch my drift. I do not. Because she would be the one with the um, eggs. No, that's true. Hmm. Damn it. You ruined it. Thanks a lot, Rick. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You ruined my whole day. Uh, Egg adjacent, maybe? So shines a good deed in a weary world. (laughs) Uh, Who who says there are not good deeds out there? You're a good Samaritan, Rich. You are. All right, let's see here. Um, anyways, yeah, and after that, of course, you had the PlayStation Store taking the game down um, to what's arguably the biggest dumpster fire news story of the year. So we're going to talk plenty of that. But do not worry. First, we have our topic of the show where we'll compare our expectations from the first podcast of this year to the games released throughout the year. So kind of like, uh, you know, those memes, this is how it started. This is where I am now kind of a thing. That's what we'll do with our expectations versus the reality of the games we played throughout the course of the year for the topic of the show uh and i will take a bunch of feedback on the cyberpunk topic as well uh because this will be a longer show than normal just because it's our last podcast of the year it'll it'll we'll see how long it ends up being but it'll probably be a good length and girth so which is what you're looking for really length and girth um geez sorry i i started talking about girth and i lost my lost my place there um but uh we do have some other games to talk about as well <laughs> Like uh, Call of the Sea, which is a game that Josh has been playing, Hades that I've been playing, and Shady Part of Me that Josh and Rich have been playing as well. Um, so this is going to be quite a show for you as well as our patron shout-outs, the final shout-outs of the year, as a thank you to all those patrons that support us, so, uh, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Let's get to some introductions here from New York. The one and only Rich Meister is here. He's capping off his... One year, you did it, Rich. One year, you made it through one year of podcast. I'm one year sober. Uh, I mean, on the podcast, that's not true. Used for that, <laughs> you've seen me drink on the show. Yeah, um, that's in a fact, good point, Josh. Why uh, would you pick this year of all years to get? We, in fact, we have an archive because I was plastered during that Pokemon tournament this year. <laughs> yeah, I would. 
I'm going to go find the, the the first episode you were ever on with us. So if people are just new to our show and they don't know it, there's like two or three episodes you were on before you became a member of the show. And if I can find those and let people know. They it might, might be more than that. They might I want to say it was more yeah. than that. It was like at Four. least five, if not closer to ten, because that's what you said. I remember last year. I don't know if you guys remember this. I was so on your speed now. dial. It's like a thousand years last year, but uh, yeah. ha- the second half of the year, I was only on every other show because I was studying. So Rich replaced me for a lot of those shows. Yeah, I started calling Rich Shay. It was really weird for a while there, but uh, and I yeah, Rich I really doesn't fuck as good as I do. Well, Profes- Professor Meister as well. Um, as well. <laughs> oh, 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 damn! <laughs> you know, you're gonna let him correct your grammar like that, Shay? You're the professor. He's not a professor of uh, English lit. Mm. That's true. I'm not. And here's the thing. It was but a colloquialism. Not- we all knew what I meant. Yeah, but I just wanted to feel superior. <laughs> That's all right. Give, give him this, Shay. This is he needs it. He, he t- it's, 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 That's all right. Yeah, I I burned him on his fuckability, so we will allow him this grammar correction. You never you burn correct. a man on their fuckability. That's just that's a low blow. Come on, that's all you have. Fuck a- Fuckability is you. the name of my uh, hillbilly grindcore band in Louisiana. <laughs> it's a fuckability freakout. <laughs> fuckability freakout. I only need two teeth for what I'm about to do. All right. So, uh, anyways, Rich, I'm glad that you are here today. Um, you're, you know, you have a tweet that's doing well. I took one of your tweets from Twitter, so it was transformed in just two hours from I'm three sorry. likes to a hundred. It's like I got a likes. newborn. <laughs> that's just. That sounds like the most backhanded compliment. You got a you got a tweet that's doing really well, Rich. That's, that's, I transformed it um, from three likes to 120 likes in just two hours. You know uh, what so tweet really didn't get news. really didn't get the uh, what it deserves is uh, that one I, I did about Trump and the Triforce. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna take that one, Rich, but I saw somebody else in the gaming scene do it, and theirs blew up. So it was just a reach thing. If you know, if you, maybe if you had more reach, and, and I think a lot of people made the same joke. So yeah, no you know, fun. that's. I mean, listen, I didn't see anybody else making it. So, <laughs> but, but if you missed the tweet, uh, here's what he said: uh, the one and only Rich Meister said, "Weird that Cyberpunk became an Xbox exclusive post launch." I thought it's a really crazy marketing strategy. Yeah. I wonder how they feel because they are literally still promoting. I caught that promotion yesterday. So they're literally still promoting it on the uh, Xbox end of things. Like, hey, this is like. They got too many eggs in that basket. They do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really uncomfortable saying it that way. Yeah, we can't can't talk about Cyberpunk yet. That's the basket. No, the eggs in the basket thing. Yeah, no, it's weird now. It's strange that you've tainted it. Mm-hmm. I know Shay, you missed you missed the whole dirty eggs. That's like he doesn't. So he didn't have to I live did. through that. He lucked out. I referred to my semen as eggs, which was really strange. Yeah, thanks for explaining it. That made it better. So wh- <laughs> when your wife gets wet, is that all semen that's dripping down her leg? God, he hopes so. Shay, that's inappropriate. Come on, about my wife getting wet on the podcast. She doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> um, she wouldn't care anyways. I, I was just trying to say I filled my wife's basket with my eggs, and then I realized I don't really have eggs. No, you didn't realize so, it. I pointed she, it out to you. <laughs> she can fill her own eggs with her or her own basket with her own eggs. She doesn't need no she don't man, need no man to fill her basket. 
You don't really need men are pretty useless overall if you think about it. Now that you've got self-starting Shay, cars. Shay say, I saw him shake his head. He wanted to say something, but he's right? like, "Men invented the railroad." I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to make so, I was going to make a joke, but then I realized the amount of people that would get angry and would not know that I was making a joke, or they'd be like, "Oh, that joke's underlying is true." Feelings and opinions, and I was I, like, you know what? It's just not even worth making a joke. I, I just meant sexually, Shay. Like I've, you can't the amount just of women sexually, I, yeah. Because I mean, even if you know, at some point, your dildo is not going to go soft on you. I mean, it's just men well, with, just, with extreme use. Do you know that from personal experience? Yes. <laughs> Remember when this was a gaming podcast? You, you, no. you melted it. No fucking. You melted clue. that thing. Um. That was Professor Layton joining us from Japan. Thanks for being here, Shay. See, there's a backwards intro. We were having a conversation, and then you were introduced in reverse. Yeah, it really helps when you Benjamin Button. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but apparently this is a game podcast, Josh. I'm sorry, Joshua Fowler joins us here from Michigan. It's a video game podcast. That's what I've been told. So, change of plans at the last. Change of plans. Cancel okay. everything. We're here the to last talk minute. about Donkey Kong 64. Uh, what a weird... <laughs> one day we... Mi- if they re- you know, if they remake Donkey Kong 64, we might get a chance to talk about it one of these days. Why wait? Why, well, why wait? Um, yes, Josh, we have an exciting day. Um, a very weird day. That the invisible game it would no longer became invisible and then became invisible again, kind of. So I will say this, John. I started playing some Cyberpunk on my PC, and it does on my high end laptop. It does look very, very nice. Let me tell you, it is so wait, pretty. You paid for that game twice. Works. Yes, very pretty when it works. What'd you say, Rich? You paid for that game twice. Uh, no, Josh bought it. So I. <laughs> oh, I just, I, yes, we, I forgot you guys share a Steam library. Yeah. I was very confused for a second because I was going to be like, bro, did you give them $120? What the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. I w- Rich was like, you guys should request a refund. I'm like, actually, I'm going to pay them more money and buy it again. How about that? Because at that point, I was gonna be like, you know what? You know what? I'll just I'll be back on the show next year. You guys have a great night. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just uncomfortable, like asking for a refund if I'm not one of the people that are deeply getting. It's just a I know robot there's... you're asking. It'll be fine. There's a temptation there to just be like, I can get sixty dollars back and buy Yakuza or something, you know. But oh, I just, I don't know how I feel about that. I do. The developers busted their temptation ass. And they're not the or ones. Temptation or moral imperative. Well, that. Oh. Well, okay. Look, we'll save this for later because I, yeah. I don't want to drag us down the dark road now. But we'll have a lot of really fun things to say. I'm General Mountain Time Morgan here from Montana. The first thing we want to do today is recap this year. Like I was telling uh, when Shay, when you left, like that meme, you know, how it started, where I am now kind of a thing. It's sort of what we're doing or sort of how we anticipated things. I also went back and listened to that podcast as well. Most of it, uh, Shay. We, at the beginning of every year for new listeners, we do a podcast where we sort of talk about the games we're looking forward to the most. And then today we're going to do sort of a, a bookend on that to see how we feel about everything. Um. And it was yeah. very ominous, I will say, Shay, that I did listen to it yesterday and I was just like, yeah, this cyberpunk thing seems too good to be true. Something has to go wrong. I was like, I had chills when I heard that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was dude, like it was eerie listening to that podcast because record scratch. any other given year, <laughs> our predictions hold less weight because 
you know, every other year in our lifetime is fairly normal relatively to this year. So when we were, when I was listening back and like we had all these predictions, I was like, they, they have so much more heft to them. Your prediction with cyberpunk, um, our prediction with how Animal Crossing was going to be just wedged into a really terrible time of the year and how, like, it would still be popular, but not as many people were going to enjoy it. One of the biggest games of the year. how wrong we were about that because of the circumstances of this year. Just things like that were really interesting to listen to going back to that podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's interesting because there was... I don't have the exact dates pulled up, but there was a lot of games wedged in together that kept getting pushed back because of COVID. And that really helped Animal Crossing and Doom uh, during that week because both those games could reach different audiences or this, you know, people that want to play both. And then Last of Us 2 and Cyberpunk both got moved and kind of free. And I think there was one more, actually. But anyways, it freed it up to kind of to breathe more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it was really, really cool to hear that. There were there were so many games I didn't even remember that to be honest with you that were packed into like a two month period in the spring and I remember listening and I had mentioned that yes the front it's it's kind of counterintuitive to previous years because usually the back end of the year is loaded with games and we always feel stressed out yeah to get get to all those games at the end of the year and of course we felt that this year like any other year, but it hasn't been as bad, I don't think. Unless you no. bought a new console. We had predicted the beginning of the year was going to be just absolutely insane, and the back end of the year was going to be people enjoying new consoles, and that's something I remember you mentioning, and you were saying that it's it's going to be just a, f- a full year. It's yeah. not going to be the usual lull at the beginning of the year and then just jam-packed at the end. It's just going to be straight busy all the way through. And Scalpers enjoying consoles. Yeah, that was partially true and partially not true. Yeah, it it turned out different. I mean, for us, the weird thing is I feel busy all year. Like, I mean, I'm still, I was playing Hades and Cyberpunk this week, and I'm glad we bumped the Game of the Year stuff because I'm still digesting stuff, um, and I'm a lot more relaxed about it. But yeah, it's, uh, the flow of it was different, but it's weird for us because I'm busy, I'm always playing something. Like, even when I told myself I was going to take more time off or something else, something finds a way to squeeze itself in. That's what she said. So I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where I maybe the, the nature of what we do, I always feel like there was, you know, there was a, a period in November after I wrote the crash review where I, I kind of took a sabbatical for a month and just wrote music. And that was very cathartic for me. Um, but like in general, I'm busy the whole year because, because of the podcast, I'm always trying to play something or there's something on a, And even at the end of this year, like if I have time, I would like to spend a couple weeks with Yakuza for rich. I've been trying to play Hades for you guys. Um, I want, I'm playing, I want to play, um, it can fell with my wife, uh, because she's into the whole like witch theme. I don't know if she'll like the game, but I think I started like 30 minutes of it and, and it seemed pretty cool. So there's, you know, a lot of stuff, stuff left. To, but let's get to the, the predictions. Let's start with some fun ones first. We were very, very, very wrong in some ways about Doom Eternal. Um, so Doom <laughs> That was an interesting one, wasn't it, listening back to that? I Yeah, listening back to that one, I don't know, Josh and Rich, did you go back and listen to that episode or no? Nah, nah, I've not had time. No, okay. Rich hates our podcast. I don't know if you're aware. It's, of it's garbage. <laughs> so listening back to that episode... 
um, and listening specifically to the Doom Eternal talk, I remember, Morgan, you and I were talking about how Doom 2016 tried to infuse a little bit of story, and I talked about how it wasn't that interesting <clears throat> to me. But it would, I, I believe we had mentioned that basically if they infused a really interesting story into Doom Eternal, we mm-hmm. would be more drawn into it. And uh, <laughs> how, how opposite we were on that. Because I actually, even though it was ridiculous, I, you know, in hindsight, kind I was of enjoyed how ridiculous that. the story was. You absolutely hated the story. Me? No, Morgan. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm the one who kind of defended the story in that game. No, yeah, I was, you were the, you yeah. were the yeah. most Stupid, adamant defender the of the point. story, Rich. Yeah, I I was wrong. I was wrong. I will say this though: after that podcast, I went back and played the first Doom, and I ended up really loving the story, and actually ended up saying, thinking my own opinions of the story were in fact wrong. Um, and then it sort of changed my perspective. So at that point I was still remembering my hazy 2016 memories of doom. And then when I went back and played it, I was like, Oh, actually I like the way they handled the story in this game quite a bit. And then, and then I did not like what they did, but you know, I think we were somewhat in the minority there. Like I said, it was nominated for a game where people generally seem to love it. We'll see how it gets voted for whatever reason. I, look, I told you, I'll say this before and then I'll shut up because I want to get your thoughts on this and we can move on. For me, it was less about this game being awful. It was just such a change of direction. Yeah, it was a change of direction from the last one that I thought was amazing. Not necessarily an ambition, which I think the ambition in this one was was actually great. But the direction and the tone and everything was a drastic shift that felt like it was almost like developed by different people. Um, and like what Mick Gordon was sort of alluding to in the most polite way possible whenever I interviewed him was as, you know, once Doom blew up... Um, there just got a lot more people involved and it became a lot more corporate. I mean, as soon as you booted the game up, the menu screen just looked like a multiplayer shooter. It was disgusting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that it just rubbed me the wrong way. But that does not mean there is not some great things about the game, the music, the visuals, some moments of the gameplay. It definitely has some I merit I still think to it. that game's worth playing. It just peaks at a point. And again, like it, it is not as good as Doom 2016. There's, there's good stuff in there. It's just not as consistently like great all the way through as yeah, Doom twenty sixteen yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, if you want to hear a really funny ass chomping after dark, go listen to our Doom Chomping After Dark. You can literally hear Josh I think at one point Josh, like Shay was asking Josh questions and Josh was like, Ugh, what? <laughs> he sounded like he was going to have a fever dream or something. Because we talked about the Doom story for like two hours. It's it's great. I cannot believe we made that one a two-parter. Believe. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I enjoyed the game in retrospect. And um, I, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that game. I think more than Morgan and Josh for sure. I think Rich and I enjoyed it probably about the same level for different reasons. Um, I, I didn't find that. I didn't find our overall impressions on my behalf to be that much different um, from what I initially predicted. But I think for Morgan, just how how opposite his opinion versus reality was was the most fascinating for me. And another finger curls on the monkey's paw as Morgan wishes for a story rich doom. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. true. I wanted them to to take the story in places, and I deeply um, regret. I, I and they say, took it some places. I will say I do want to play uh, that expansion because I have heard it is basically just like 
they cranked the difficulty up in the way that like if the game had kept going this is how hard it would continue to get mm. and that's what the dlc is and like that has an appeal to me the sirens are on my end if that's coming through um <laughs> yeah the sirens um for some reason when you say sirens and everything police the first thing i always think of is like it's probably a not naked police. person it's on a rock yeah it's probably um, an ambulance so uh doom eternal there it is uh and yet well received so maybe you know that's just a weird way that our opinions worked out in this case um people in overall i think generally seem to enjoy that game but uh it is considered a bit of a disappointment compared to Doom 2016. We'll see how they approach the next one. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'll throw this one to you guys first. Um, <clears throat> the Final Fantasy VII Remake was the topic of a lot of fun inner discourse between us. Um, show bets, polls, all, along with some other stuff, and uh, many chomping after dark. So... Uh, Rich apparently had tears in his eyes when he first booted it up, so he's definitely not a fan of the series at all. Um, I was just so upset. Hates it. Uh, I like that game a lot. Um, some weird uh, story choices aside, stuff I'm more interested in to see how it plays out going forward as they continue making that thing. Because obviously, we all know that was part one. Uh, for anyone who is unclear on that, uh, I. I ended up, again, really liking what they did with the story for the most part. Like I said, some weird, shaky stuff in the back end that, like, could be resolved in a cool way, but I'm kind of iffy on what they do with it. Namora tends to go weird with shit. Um, and the, the thing that really stood out to me, again, fucking phenomenal soundtrack, and I ended up really falling in love with the combat in that game. I thought the combat was just fucking excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... That's about where I am on it. Like, the... The bits of the, I I I I do not believe the story is going anywhere we've seen at all after the end of this first one. I think it's I, if completely it does, new. They're missing the point. Yeah, but but if it ends up just being like basically what we've seen before, but with little differences here and there after they, the end of the they first one, the setup that they did here, yeah, like then what was yeah. the point of doing anything different? Then the changes are not just pointless, but I I think they end up being bad at that point. I, I could agree with that. Yeah. Um. I, I, I think they could th do some stuff thematically similarly, like yeah. in terms of the, them going to the same places, but events should be altered. Yeah. Yeah, there should be enough different at this point to make playing the original and playing the remake. Yes, set it both, up for me. Both how, necessary. How does Sephiroth get to Smash? Exactly. That needs when to be resolved. He, <laughs> when did you develop such disdain for plumbers? Um, can I, I ask uh, you guys, because I shouldn't do it here, but I'm going to do it here anyway, but I just remembered it. Uh, did anybody unlock Sephiroth early in Smash? Nope. Nope. No. You can get him right now. I, I, I'm not. If you log into the game and you have paid for that fighter pass, it'll ask you if you want to fight Sephiroth on very hard, and if you beat him, you can play him right now. He's not out till the 22nd otherwise. Huh. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Shay and Josh, uh, follow up. Yeah, with I, what I was going to say is when I, I remember this back in 2016 when it was announced that this game was actually going to come out and everybody was really hyped around that time. This is back when I was working at GameStop. I, I had heard that the game was going to be episodic. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And when I heard that, what I imagined an episodic game to be was not entirely what, what we got. It was a different product than what I expected it. When I heard episodic at that time, that's when Telltale was still a company putting out a bunch of games. And so that's what I thought when I heard episodic, that each episode which was going to be much shorter and much more contained. I felt like when I heard episodic, I imagined that you do the first bombing mission and maybe you go back to seventh heaven. And then that's an episode right there. And I, that's what I thought when I heard that this game was going to be episodic. The reality is we got a really expansive, extensive game. And some people are going to look at that and say, that's a lot of fluff. That's a lot of additional content. And at the end of the day, you know, that could be true. It's all relative to who's playing and how much they want to get out of the game. But you don't have to do all of that extra stuff. And there is substance there to everything that and I think it ex expands upon and we talked about this at the time, so I won't talk anyone's ear off about it. But like one of the things I've noted for years since playing Final Fantasy seven as a child is that like Midgar is such an interesting setting and the original Final Fantasy seven explores almost none of it. Yeah. Um, this really fleshed the city out and the idea of uh, those characters and it gets you to sympathize with Avalanche and their cause more. Like, I, th I think of expanding the lore of that world and getting you a little bit more invested in some of the bigger themes, it does an excellent job. What's mm -hmm. crazy about that, to expand upon that even further, is the original barely scratches the surface on what Midgar is and, and the, the scale of it. Corporation and bad. what happens in the city. You play the remake, you still feel like you are barely scratching the surface on what is in Midgar. And you're you there feel for like they could, 40 hours. They, you can feel like they could put, an, yeah, exactly, at least another 40 hours into Midgar and explore that city even further if you are looking, if you are that interested in Midgar. It felt like they could have done so much more with that. Not that they needed to, but they could have. And that's, to me, a good thing that mm -hmm. they expanded upon it and I still think that they could have continued to expand upon it and put even more content there. I, I, to get off of that specifically, I remember I really wanted to temper my expectations of this remake because Rich and I love Seven, the original, so much. And being 30 years old when that game came out, um, now I'm so much older at 31, I couldn't fathom how much i was going to like that game I, I i didn't i didn't know if it was just going to be nostalgia carrying me through or it was going to feel like its own entity and i would accept it and i'm really glad that i tempered my expectations because my expectations were able to have been exceeded uh nostalgia was a part of it like i rich and i both talked about this like we cried at the title screen like legitimately hearing that, that opening music too. was amazing I'm, I'm not i'm not embarrassed to admit that i totally i totally cried at that title screen and nostalgia was part of it but there is an awesome game there that if even if you remove knowledge of the original it's still an awesome game are there some things about it that are weird absolutely in retrospect like the i Dementis. didn't know yeah i didn't imagine that they would infuse dementors into a into a game and how much they were going to change the story and 
some of it was good and some of it made me scratch my head and groan, but I'm going to reserve my feelings until we see the rest of the story. But I, I think my reservations at the beginning of the year for that game paid off in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I think just to, so we don't harp on this forever, but when you talked about the nostalgia thing, it's funny to think like I don't think the nostalgia really carried me all the way through because I was enjoying the game all the way through, but the moments when that flares up, it's crazy how tied to like music they were. When I think back to it, like the the second time I really felt like a, a huge surge of nostalgia for the original game was when the music kicks in during the Airbuster fight, and that's right. the first time like that that remix of the battle theme like really fucking kicks in, and I was like all in on that. Like they ugh, that game is such a good soundtrack. It does. It does. It, And Morgan, this is not a slight to you. I know you were posting about this earlier today. Please don't think I'm making a backhanded com- uh, comment towards you. But I don't see how any other game other than the Final Fantasy VII Remake won Best Soundtrack of the Year. And especially, I, again, no offense, Morgan, Last of Us 2. I don't understand how that won Soundtrack of the Year. But that's going to be a conversation that we have at the beginning Wait, of next did? year. Yes. I was not uh, paying attention the- during that stream. <laughs> No, not not that, not those awards. Uh, what are the awards that you just announced today, Morgan? Yeah, it was just the PlayStation Blog Awards or something like that. Yeah, I mean it's such a small thing, but it I mean, really surprised me. Yeah, I well, I would say this. I actually think the Final Fantasy soundtrack, the Final Fantasy Seven soundtrack, is amazing as well. The reason I don't like it necessarily winning the awards is because, um, for me. Whenever something is like based on like um, so much, not nostalgia, but like it's someone basically reworking or expanding on one of the greatest, most beloved soundtracks of all time. For me, I always want to go with something that's a little more uh, original and unique. I, and so, The um, Last of Us Two is your yeah, yeah. It's I'll, not I'll like they reused the themes. Well, that's in, what I was. Gonna, I was going to say that they did. They did a lot. They reworked a lot of the first Last of Us themes into two. Um, just they did, how but they're much yeah work they put into the Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack though. There there are like three to four versions of every song in that game. Yeah, and that's true. But music is such slap. drastic departures from their originals. They yeah, yeah. they would have wanted if all they did was feel. make that chocobo rap. Even even my grandpa, I put it on and he was like, "Holy shit, Richie, this slaps!" And I don't even <laughs> like this shit. Yeah, oh, it's nothing. Grandpa. It's nothing. It's not necessarily to denigrate or take away from that soundtrack because it, I do right. think it's great. It's just I think that for me, the music was more of a part of the characters and the story and and the emotion I felt. Whereas like in the seven remake, it was like, oh, this is an amazing variation on an amazing soundtrack. So for me, I don't. I loved it as well. Like it would be in my top five or three. Um, but I'm looking for something that uses music in a little bit more of a unique fashion. That's my personal take on it. Um, as opposed to more of a traditional soundtrack, but as far as traditional soundtracks go, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I don't have a lot. I don't really have much to say negative about it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it should be, it's based off like the original Final Fantasy seven soundtrack is also amazing. So, I mean, they have, you're not going to fuck that up. I hope <laughs> that soundtrack is great. You're, um, you're working with gold from the start. You can, but it, to, to be fair, it is amazing to think like, it's also easy to fuck it up. When people are like, ah, they ruined the tracks. And I think they just did a phenomenal job across the board. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I look at that game. This is the last thing I'll say about it because I know we want to move on and talk about other games. Um, Not me. 
I mean, yeah, I, I could talk about this game all day. But I, we were just having a private conversation earlier this week, um, the four of us. I was talking about how the, the game 13, that remake, came out last month, and I totally missed it. I was really looking forward to that game, and it and I flew under the radar out. for me. Mm. I've, yeah. I've been forgetting to check up on it. And I didn't know this. The game was rated so poorly, and <clears throat> it looks like it, they just completely botched the, re, the remaster or the remake of that game. And it makes me appreciate so much more the effort that was put into a lot of the remakes and remasters that we've seen in the past few years, namely Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, this year. Because um, that's, that's the biggest one I played. Rich is obviously going to talk about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 um, probably during the Game of the Year stuff. Yes. But... I was I was absolutely impressed with the amount of work that they put into this game. It far and away exceeded my expectations. I'm very very happy with the end product, and I know a lot of people were disgruntled this year uh, by somehow feeling like it's not a full game. But me personally, I can't wait for the next installment. Well, you're gonna have. I to. didn't feel like I didn't feel like it wasn't a. I mean, I was the lowest of all you guys, and I was probably a little bit too harsh on the story because I went back and played the original game, and I don't gruntle. think that the the way those Final Fantasy stories, <laughs> just regular grunt. Yeah, not disgruntled. Uh, that's that's almost an office joke, Josh, when he says mm-hmm. uh, the workers here are very gruntled. <laughs> They're very gruntled. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's Rich with a uh, banjo and kazooie yeah. joke. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Gruntilda, the big hooters. <laughs> uh, I freaking forgot what I was saying about Grunted. Oh no, I yeah, I didn't. I don't think those those kind of stories are necessarily my thing. It's kind of like the Kingdom Hearts thing. Like, I just it's just a little too wacky and and silly for me. And too much Skrillex for you. It's it's too much. Yeah, just I, say the I, words I, anime. I am just not. Say a, it. I. I liked, I think the disconnect for me was I liked the story. Or I'm sorry. I liked the visuals. I liked the music. I liked the gameplay. Um, the world to me definitely felt like there was like filler in the dungeon and stuff. And when I went and played the original, I was like, oh, okay. They took this one screen of me running across a, a broken tractor in a junkyard and turned it into an hour long dungeon. And, and, and that- to, to be fair, to your credit, Morgan. I don't think that stuff would have worked for me if I didn't enjoy the combat as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. I think, like, yeah, I think it's just what you want from the Final Fantasies is, like, I'm I'm usually more into, like, for me, I prioritize, I would say, for me, story and world even more so than, like, even the old Final Fantasy games I could get into, and you're just, like, in Final Fantasy Nine. I love that game, you're just smashing X for the first, like, ten hours. There's no gameplay, really, I still really, love right? Nine. I'll sit and redo um, <laughs> that, that sword fight sequence for fucking 90 minutes. You know the one. Uh-huh. Well, what I'm saying is, I think as a kid, like, I was just less picky about it, and as an adult, like, I just, I want different things from Final Fantasy, which is why yeah. we argue a lot about, like, um, I like the other, I like the weirder, I like 12, I like 15, I liked, um... I like some of the yeah. I just don't know if those ones are necessary. If to be fair, Final Fantasy Eight was my favorite. Eight was my favorite game of my whole life, and then I went back and played it and did not like it enough to finish it because I think the story, much like Seven, is just nonsense. That's my personal opinion. I'm not when trying you got to upset up to anyone. Norg, you were like, nah, bro. No, I didn't. Not even that far, man. I just found <laughs> oh, too many plot holes. You didn't get to Norg. But, 
But I will say this objectively, because this is, this is a, sub, a subjective thing, so it doesn't really make any sense to actually say that. Um, if they remade eight just as ridiculous as this, Dementors and all, I'd probably have a love-hate relationship with it. I'd probably be so in love with seeing my characters in beautiful 3D uh, and just you know, gorgeous. You they were 2D in the, the original. Well, I mean, like... <laughs> Just seeing them rendered, it, if it was, no, if, I know, I know, what, you, I know that, what I know what you mean. Like highly detailed. Yeah, like, I guess mod, I don't want to say three. In in the style yeah. in the style of the FF Seven remake, I one hundred percent get what you're saying, and I just want to say I I support it. I support the eight remake if <laughs> they add romancing and we can romance Nork. I mm. well, you know, I have a different take, Rich. I agree. I Who would, would you like I'm to fuck in Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy Eight remake? Um, I just want to see. Zell become the uh, defense against dark arts professor. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that that that, that, that game was and about I Hogwarts. See there be a tie-in to the Dementors from Seven. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would actually make yeah. a lot more sense because Hogwarts is in Eight, but the Dementors are in Seven. Like that's weird. Yeah. Well, it's different different universes in Seven, right? It, it also, Spoilers. Oh, damn Sorry, it, I forgot. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Oops. Sephiroth into the multiverse. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about yeah, it. I will. But yeah, I mean, like, look, I I get it. Like, there was a point. I remember being a kid, and this is in back when I was more into like the the Nomura kind of Final Fantasies that that we you just seeing a picture of Squall rendered in what was going to be Advent Children could set the internet. Squall on was fire. not in Advent Children. You watched um, the wrong movie. What did I say? Did I say you cl- said Squall? I, I'm sorry, a cloud. Um. That was the point. That when was we the saw fin- Titus rendered up. <laughs> when you saw somebody, <laughs> man, I, I could man a good Titus render. Um, there, yeah, people like that's just how crazy people were, were for Final Fantasy VII stuff. That's so, a great phone ad. Uh, one thing I learned is that Final Fantasy VII people are just so obsessed with Final Fantasy VII. You can't. They're voracious. You can't voracious. reason, you can't reason with these people. <laughs> you can't, cannot be reasoned with at all. But that's okay. You know, like just, I was talking to one of my, I'll put, I think this is a good way to put a stamp on it. I was talking to Leslie. She's a good friend of ours. She was on the Final Fantasy VII podcast we did. You should go listen to it. It's a lot of fun. She is a shop called the Sector Seven Item Shop. She loves Final Fantasy. I just bought and something talk- real cool from there. You did. Yeah, you did. It. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. She does amazing work. She's an awesome person. She was like, she messaged me privately at the podcast. She's like, look, Morgan, I personally, I, I kind of agree with a lot of your complaints, but here's the deal. I'm just so happy this she was like I'm just so happy this game exists just this game existing is a miracle and I was like you know what I get that I get it because that's a cool thing for though that fan base and it'll never happen with eight it'll never happen it's never gonna fucking happen how I feel about (laughs) Donkey Kong Jr. (laughs) it's exactly Mm. it's exactly how I feel about the Saga Frontier remake that a remaster that I've never talked about that I'm really excited for to come out next year. I'm, <laughs> I'm so really surprised. excited to play that. Like you don't even know, dude. Like the way you talk about that game. Like if if the remake wasn't coming and you were talking about it this way all the time, I would probably just find a way to play the original. But now I'm real excited to play that. Dude, have yeah. they shown any screens from it that like show updated visuals or anything? Yes, 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 yes. Really? And the character and that good? was uh, the character that was cut from the original is in it now. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to be eight playable characters, and it looks like an updated version of that style of graphics like an octopath traveler which um, is a great look mm-hmm. it is so yeah but, they like, can pull that off octopath looked great yeah all, all i wanted game, to say was great. i get 
I I get Morgan's appreciation because, yeah, I wish Final Fantasy VIII got a remake like this because Final Fantasy VIII is such an underrated game. Um, I would love for that. And yeah, when you get a game that you have so many strong memories with, like Saga Frontier or Final Fantasy VII or Thirteen or Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One, Resident Evil Two, all the remasters and remakes they've done in the past few years, it's amazing to see the technology be put to use that wasn't available 20 to 25 years ago. It's amazing. Yeah. I like I like the unconventional storytelling they did at the end, blowing it open and just saying, we're going to do whatever we want. I like that kind of stuff. I love unconventional storytelling. Very bold. Uh, but like I Josh do, said, that only matters if they follow through with it. It, it Yes, and we won't know. But it does also, at that same token, sort of reek of like when they re- turn The Hobbit into three movies because they wanted to make a lot of money. Yeah, they kind of stretched out a 10-hour game. They, it, there's a lot of game here. And, and I'm not, I'm just saying that they did very clearly find, you know, found a way to stretch 10 hours into 50. So, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It does have shades of that. It does. And I just hope that there, there are reasons for them stretching it out, um, to be completely objective. I love what this, what is there, but if they stretched it out that long, just, and they, they opened up the whole multiple universe idea, the whole concept just to do the same thing, it's going to be incredibly disappointing. God, you got me steamed thinking about The Hobbit now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck The Hobbit. I fucking Bro, hated do you, those movies. Do you guys... What they was, were so What garbage. was the second one? Was the yeah, second I wish one... after about five minutes into there, the, you know... I fell asleep. What, you would have gotten knocked the... out in a battle and then the owls would come or something. You know. What, what, eagles. Was the second one the Battle exactly. of the Five Armies? That, I believe that was the third one. And was I, it? What? Here's the thing. Oh, the, de- the first the, one the, had some merit with the Ben Benedict Cumberbatch being the dragon and all that. There was some okay stuff. I don't on think there. the dragon was in the first in one. In the first one. He wasn't in the first no, one. No, because what I'm thinking The of, gold the dragon sitting in the gold? Smog. Smog. was not yeah. in the first one. No. That, again, that, that, that was the point of my story was oh my in, God. In, the, in the second Smaug. one, the desolation of Smaug. Um,. When, you know, that is, like, the climax of the book. Like, shit's getting real. And that second movie ends with, like, Smog flying off towards Lake Town and then the credits Smog. roll. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Because you've got all the, of about the thing I remember three most paragraphs about the left movies? at the end of the book. At that point. Yeah. So three Otherwise. paragraphs turned into a whole movie? Yes, is that what you're essentially. Saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing I remember the most about The Hobbit was a bunch of friends and I. And it's the only time I've ever done this. Uh, we did cosplay to go see the first movie, and I went to a costume store, <laughs> oh, found Josh's an face. actual plaster version oh, of a wizard hat, rented it for $30 for one night. You know wizard hats aren't made of plaster. And put on a gray robe, took, um, <laughs> uh, one of my friends went as an elf and bought a huge Lady Gaga wig. So I, I took the rest of the trimmings from that and Hot. turned it into a fake blonde beard. And I went as Gandalf the Fabulous, um, and everybody complimented me on the plaster hat that I rented. And I <laughs> and then asked you thought about to take it off hat, during the film. Thought about keeping the hat, but I returned it, and that costume shop went out of business like a month later. Mm. So I should have kept oh. that. You should have kept that hat, bro. Yeah. Did you get plastered in the plaster hat? Did you get a deposit back? I did. How much? A lot of get- questions. Uh, I don't know, probably like $10. <laughs> Not worth. Um, okay. Well, on that note, uh, yes. On so, that note, fuck the Hobbit. Happy fi- for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Fuck you. Ain't no Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, so Animal Crossing did release. Uh, my 
uh, that game did very well. I fired that um, up last night while I was in bed. Went to check out on my town. Um, yeah, I, f- I feel like just because I went cold on it, I, I like to remember the first three months where I was really hot on it. Well, you know? to be fair, that game is still great, and I, I think I'm going to start visiting it again pretty regularly. Um, because especially I think I waited long enough that when I went back in last night and like it was snowing and like all the villagers talking about gearing up for Christmas, I'm like, yeah, I love the seasonal stuff. Like, and it feels different enough that yeah. I just, I wanted to play around with that stuff. Like I started like, you know, the Christmas lights are up. I put the wreath on my front door, uh, made a snowman. There, there's stuff to do that that's new enough again. This is what sucked. What, yeah. I bought, I bought a bunch of villagers from my town. I was so obsessed with the game, which you know, like an idiot. Kinda... It did. I, Don't I you spent... remember the Raymond thing? I remember that song. Oh, that was exciting. I had this, yeah, I had a character everyone wanted, and he moved out of my town, and yeah, it was like a whole, that was cool. Having Raymond was like having a Charizard, sort of, like I had a digital one of Charizard. The, um, one of the higher tiers, I had a Zuck, I, ha- I still, I still have Zucker in my town, and people like Zucker, yeah. but I don't want him to leave. He's like my favorite character in Animal yeah, Crossing. Yeah, you shouldn't get rid of him. He's like, yeah. he's that, uh. He's one of the octopus is, but he looks like a, a cooked piece of like takiyaki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah, they did they did a great job with that game. It came at a great time, right? You know when people when COVID was really really, you know, new Unlike to now. everyone. Like I know, back I'm when to it find was the right big. way to phrase it. <laughs> um, when it was still new, <laughs> before everybody we were, got into it. Hey, can, yeah, when COVID was just a baby. Can this podcast keep a secret? I feel like I, I need to. Get this out there, and nobody in my family listens to this, so it's fine. Um, yeah, therapy session. Yes, get on my with, with Christmas coming up, right? Uh, a big contingency of my relatives are trying to get me to go to this dinner at my cousin's place on this coming Wednesday night, the night before Christmas Eve. So I told them that I get out of work really late, and I'm just not feeling like driving out there that late, you know. Uh, so I'll just, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't make it this year. I'm not working on Wednesday. So now confession you're, accepted. You're a terrible person. Well, Barry, I think I'm just okay. <laughs> That's what we should all strive to be in life, really. Just okay. Uh-huh. Just okay. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, that game is really fantastic. My, even my mom got into that game. My kids got into it. That's actually what kicked me out of it, I think. My kids started fucking with my island, and I got sick of going in there and just seeing shit all over. Like, my uh. kids really fell in love with the game, but they started fucking with my island. Yeah. And... You don't yeah. clean up the house. Why would you clean the up your The park is ruined. I didn't. I do. It's too much work. Every day I'd log on, there's all this junk everywhere. And I'm like, ah, fuck. This is too much work. Um, Whereas I'm pretty sure Josh's kids were like manicuring his island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's a goal game. So once you hit a lot of your goals, you kind of feel satisfied. Like once I have my villagers and my house look kind of nice, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm ready to move on to some, some other games. And well, then- you know, it was satisfying when I logged in last night. I did my quick fossil run, you know, which used to be the daily uh, go-to, and I guess I didn't realize this is actually that close. Like, I went in and turned something into Blathers, and he's like, oh, we finished our dinosaur bone collection. Oh, and I'm like, oh, go. damn, I was that close, and I walked away. <laughs> you were like, what away? Blathers been sitting around like, that motherfucker, we just need a goddamn ankle bone. If you just fucking bring it. <laughs> you can bring that stego ankle bone, we'll be done here. He's been on vacation for like can, six months. I can send my kids to college. <sighs> Anyways, that that game did great. Arguable, from what I can tell, if you count digital sales, there's a good chance that's the best selling game of the year as well. Um, 
but we'll never get those numbers. But it, it sold yeah. like unbelievably physical wise, and I would bet you a, a ton of people bought it digitally. Yeah, yeah, probably more than physical. It was pretty much exactly what, like, as far as expectations go. I think it's pretty much exactly what we hoped it would be. Like, there wasn't really any surprises. I don't think. Um, it was kind of what I expected from it, crafting it all. So, yeah. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with that, and like getting back to it now as they continue to do content drops and stuff that's definitely going to continue to be a thing i check in on every few a few months and probably play for a little while whenever there's a significant update yeah, yeah. uh we can skip cyberpunk for now because we're going to talk about that a lot later and we already sort of alluded to the joke at the beginning of the show um i'm trying to think i think of- that's smart other games we talked about in the most anticipated show um let's see Trying to think of the big ones. Oh, we, we had some. We had some small ones that we had mentioned. Uh, a lot of the bigger ones we just kind of went over. Last of Us Two would probably be the other big one. Yeah, we did talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'll save our listeners. You know, they've probably been hearing us fight about that game all year long now. At this point, they're probably fatigued. But I will say, I know Rich, I am. I will say, Rich, <laughs> you do. Look, we may not completely agree on the game, and at the time of the show, I hadn't even played the first Last of Us. Um, but oh my god, that's true. So yeah, I, me too, me yeah, too, actually. Sure, yeah. Oh, dude, so that's that made was, you more insufferable. I've been mm. like, eh, I never even played either of these games. So hopefully <laughs> I retroactively they're good, I guess. hate you. Um. So yeah, it's all those people out there that were like, <laughs> "You were gonna love this game since the second you saw the trailer." I had somebody say that to me in the Discord. I was like, "Look, I love you to death, but I hadn't even played the first game until this year, so it's not true." Um, right. And then I became insufferable. But mm-hmm. uh, well, you became insufferable about this. You're insufferable thing, about a number of other things prior. This is my current insufferable. Into the Spider Verse is a children's movie. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should double down on this or you, you don't, really shouldn't. Don't. You really shouldn't. You should just save yourself the trouble. There's now that I watched with, it last night, look, finally, I'll say this: there's nothing wrong with enjoying a children's movie. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, it's not a horrible thing. No, no. See the heart. Mm. <laughs> Josh, I don't fucking do this. You see how I set that one up, Josh? Uh, oh my goodness. Nothing wrong with it. I love children's movies on absolutely as well. I have children. We watch them together. Let's move on. Um, no, the, I was going to say, Rich, you do. I think you do. You do. You do. owe me and our listeners this one thing. No, I do not. Listening to a podcast shortly oh, after that. Oh, he's going to bring Sh- up the bet. He's going to bring Sh- up the bet, Rich. Shay Sh- was pretty kind about it. He, But on the podcast that I listened to the other day. But uh, I quote the words of Rich Meister said, I will not eat quo- crow. I will not eat crow. I will not eat crow until I, I see some quo. until I see some hard numbers, even though our guests and the audience told you that The Last of Us 2 was going to be a bigger game than Final Fantasy 7. And you would you were like, no, I need That's to see some hard numbers. Term. Like, what does that mean? Well, I got some hard numbers for you. Sales. How about that? Oh, Let's God. start there. Uh, you know, OK, hold on. I misspoke. I don't actually care about the numbers at all. <laughs> I just I just think that it's only fair that you at least say yes. I was wrong. I will not. The last yes to that dress, rich, rich. Rich, come on. I'm not going to do that. If you you can look at any metric. Now there's all, I'm not saying you have to think it's a better or worse game, but by by an objectable metric. 
all objectable metrics, sales, reviews, impact, awards, you would admit that The Last of Us 2 is a bigger game than Final Fantasy VII Remake, correct? One moment. Yeah. No, I will not. <laughs> ah! After speaking with my attorney, um, no comment. He said you legally not, could not agree to anything being an objectable measure. That is what he said. Sure. Yeah. And I remember because when he said it, I thought about it and then I gave <laughs> I got an objectable measure for it. <laughs> objectable <Five> measure. <sighs> <sighs> Listen, I've dug into my opinion and my stance on this, much like one Morgan Barnes would, and I refuse to change my opinion regardless of the facts presented before me. I'm proud of you, Rich, but not in this circumstance. I'm actually disappointed in you. But that's okay. There's still time. There's still time. Then maybe we can. Maybe you could do like a Trump a concession speech in the Trump voice, and you can formally apologize well, no, for being wrong. No, I couldn't wrong. do no. that because it's disingenuous. Because Trump would never give a concession speech. Uh-huh. It just well, makes sure. no sense. You know. You know what, Rich? I actually I want to call an audible here. I'm sorry, Morgan, to take over control of the show for a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do that. It's within my rights. He's jacked into the show. Um, I would, I would actually, Rich, like to see you make a speech right now uh, in a Brooklyn accent, because I know you can do it after what we did before the podcast, you and I just hanging out by ourselves, about why people need to play the Final Fantasy VII remake over The Last of Us 2. Uh, could you give us a quick minute speech on that? And please use oh, the yeah, word I'd fucking, fuck a lot. I fucking love Tuton. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so anyway, what you gotta fucking love about Final Fantasy VII over this fucking Last of Us shit is you look at Ellie, right? And you're like, Ellie, she seems like a nice girl. You know, you'd introduce her to your your, your friend, your good friend Jimmy down by the docks who has, hasn't met a nice young girl. Um, Ellie got no giant sword. And even if she had a sword, I bet it would be small. She can't carry a buster sword. Look at the size of Cloud's sword. It's fucking huge. And what about those Turks? Those guys, they remind me of my boy Ricky. He's he's in the mob. He's definitely in the mob. His mom says he's not in the mob. She says he's like a fucking paralegal or some shit like that. Paralegals don't carry no fucking iron, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and this is why I should play the Final Fantasy VII Remake? Oh, yeah. That's a fucking lootly. And what do you think about masks, Brooklyn Rich? Oh, wear a fucking mask. You're going to go outside? You're going to go to the deli? See a guy get a fucking bagel uptown? Wear a fucking mask. It's not that hard. It's a fucking pandemic. Hey. Thank you, Brooklyn Rich. <laughs> Sorry, hey, Morgan. No you can continue with the show now. This is some sort of nightmare that I'm living in. Um, let's see here. Uh, what else? I, uh, that, I just listened to the other day, and I'm trying to think of the other big games that sort of escape discussion but i think we've hit a good a good majority of them um there's a lot of games that like we ended up playing or enjoying that weren't really on our radar so those don't really qualify for the you know the how we started how we've how we're going kind of a thing um let's see as far as the other big oh uh yeah i don't know is there anything listening back to the show you heard shay that you really wanted to leave a a thought on uh the last thing i'm going to say uh, because it's the last thing i have to look forward to this year um is the in terms end of, of the gaming year. is that i <laughs> i had mentioned it at the beginning of the year I'm sorry that was just so hopeless uh, <laughs> I, I did that on purpose i, I did that on purpose. <laughs> you're so broken <laughs> like the redditor that only had that uh-huh. one game to look forward to and it crushed mm-hmm. their world yeah oh, um guy. 
is I had mentioned how Super Meat Boy Forever was supposed to come out last year, and then there was no word of it. And I've been checking at least twice a month, every month this year. And I'm like, when when the fuck is that game going to come out? And then it's um, the stream you couldn't make. And it's finally going to be coming out here in a few days. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited for that. Just in time for Game of the Year, Shay. <laughs> By seven days, it just slid right, right in. There will be wow. zero recency bias. No, I, I promise you. I, as I'm a really... member of this podcast, that I will never, ever, ever bring recency bias to the table. I am really interested to see if uh, that first boss section has changed of that game. Uh, because way back in February, when I was at PAX, and this will go to show you how much of that game was done at the time, um, I spoke with Ed McMillan for a few minutes, and he showed me literally sketch drawings of the first boss in Super Meat Boy Forever. <laughs> and I'm curious if any of that has changed, because they were well, literally fucking drawings. <laughs> I imagine so, because he's not even a part of Team Meat anymore. Uh, yeah, but how much of his stuff remained attack, uh, attached, even if that's the case, you know what I mean? That's true, yeah. And it's, think about back in February, he was the only one there repping it, and I was talking to him about it for quite quite a little bit. You know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that game. Yeah, my prediction is that it's going to be perfectly fine, but, uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know. It just, here's, the, here's what I will say that's fascinating about that game, because I love the first Meat Boy as well. When you go to Super Me, <laughs> when you go to Super Meat Boy Forever, um, <laughs> it still their official website still says coming in 2019 on on the big banner on the front page, <laughs> like in yep. a huge. There's a huge banner at SuperMeatBoyForever.com. I, I don't think they're gonna make the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just the, such a weird. Call me thing. a skeptic. The, the the thing is, I would judge that like you guys are. But then I remember on our Twitch channel, if you look at our little um, little sections underneath the main stream, and we still have a picture of the four of us. Rich isn't there, but it's Fish. <laughs> and Rich has been here for a year, so we can't really judge. Don't compare us. We're, we're trash. We can't use us as any sort of barometer. I mean, No, we cannot. Unless it's the lowest common barometer, am I right? I know that's not what it's called, but come on. Here's your friendly gamer reminder, because I just remembered this while I'm sitting here. If you're listening to this podcast, don't forget that the Epic Game Store is giving away free games all month, and you should check every day, because free shit is free shit. Uh-huh. To, uh, good, good point. Uh, I hate free shit. I like to pay for shit and go into debt. So. Yep, that's why your wife hates you. Uh-huh. Living that corpo life. I told you that in confidence, Fucking corpo Rich. scumbag. No, you told uh, everybody that. You talk about it on the show a lot. I like how someone started that, and now we steal that same joke every week. I told you that in confidence. I told you that in confidence. I told you, That's going to be like the new... You ever notice how a group of friends will hang out, and then people start to like steal other people's like little mannerisms and sayings, and it's just strange. I wouldn't say steal. Well, I would say adopt. Says. Adopt, steal. yeah. <laughs> Well-timed. I, I didn't well steal timed, the neighbor's yeah. kid. I adopted him. Um, Illegally yeah. adopted. <laughs> uh, no, but there's two. I I did have a couple of really quick observations. We'll take a quick break. We got uh, a bunch of stuff to get to. Um, Rich, we had a bit really funny discussion about Yakuza on that show, and it's funny because Rich was talking about how big of a Yakuza fan he was and a JRPG fan, and then ironically got a Yakuza JRPG this year. Um, we had a really just like funny, to be fair, like, we we knew what it was at the time. Did you you didn't mention it on the show? Did uh, being like a, we already knew it was a JRPG. It uh, okay. 
It was. But like you were a, excited, a, I think, on the show about another Yakuza game. I don't think you I was were excited ta- about Judgment. Yeah, uh, which had already come out. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I miss. Maybe I misheard that. But oh. it was just interesting to hear us like going on and on about Yakuza. Uh, also, we had a lot of like really funny Death Stranding talk, and to make it come full circle, there's Death Stranding content with Cyberpunk. There's like a weird Death Stranding Cyberpunk crossover that I saw the other day. It's which yeah, is, it's a fun update that makes the game not work. You can see could, <laughs> you can see Kojima in Cyberpunk too to just bring this whole year full circle, baby. Started with Kojima and Cyberpunk, and it ended with Kojima and Cyberpunk. How beautiful is that? Mm. So beautiful. Beautiful, it's true. I saw your, your face, face in a crowded place. I don't, I don't know, know what to do. Because the last of us two will never be good. It will never be game of the year. End this. Next no, segment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Morgan. That was the one. That was the one burn because I actually really liked The Last of Us too. So she hurt me. You. you I thought it was just soul. okay. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go to the bathroom. We'll come back in a few minutes and talk game. Just could have just said take a break. break. It's an you didn't ad have to, break. You didn't have to tell them I'm gonna go pee. Well, I, <laughs> I'm definitely. I mean, pee. if you guys really want to take the ad with you to the can, please. You do. can. I'm gonna take a dump. <laughs> Nice big dump. <laughs> I'm. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a T-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. All right, and we're back with the Chompcast. All right, so we're going to run through some games here before we get into the onslaught of cyberpunk madness we know you're dying for, Patreon shoutouts and more. I'll probably combine the the cyberpunk polls in that last section just because every poll is related to cyberpunk. But let's talk some games. I'm going to split it up a little bit here. First off, um, Rich and Josh, yesterday you guys were playing a game uh, called The Shady Part of Me? Correct. The Shady Part of Me. Um this was announced and dropped during the pre-show for the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked it up right there. Josh followed not too long behind. Um, this is a sort of puzzle platformer uh, that has like some kind of unique elements to it. There are You control two characters, um, and you can swap back and forth between them. One of them is uh, in the foreground of it, which is like a 3D model character that solves puzzles by like moving objects and the like. And then the second one is a 2D 
uh, character, a shadow of the other character cast in the background. And uh, for one, Josh mentioned this in our private chat, the art's really good, but like a lot of the puzzle mechanics revolve around playing with light. Like the, the character in the foreground can't go into light. And then the, the shadow character in the background can only move in like shadows cast by light. So there'll be ideas behind, like, if you have a box on the ground in the foreground and you push it, like, pull it further back, you know, it'll get bigger in the, the background and create, like, a bigger platform for the other character to jump on. Um, and that's a premise for, like, a lot of the puzzle solving, and there's some really cool stuff there. Is your, is, so mm-hmm. the shape part of you is just your shadow. Is that always based off of the way the light's reflecting off of your foreground character? No, no they, they okay. move independently of each other. Okay, okay. So you don't have to manipulate that. I was wondering if you had to manipulate that. No, no. You just like, I'm playing on Steam with an Xbox controller and you just like hit Y to jump back and forth between each of them. Um, And basically the the level has checkpoints where it's like you you checkpoint every time you get each of the characters to a specific point in their uh, little area. Yeah. And then you you just both move on at the same time. Um, The, uh, the art style you mentioned before is really cool. Um, I mean, obviously, the 2D sections are just on shadows, but they're all, you know... They're very stylized. Shadows on the wall of whatever's going on there. Um, And to make it nice and clean, considering you're going to be looking at essentially just black and white stuff, um, a lot of the, the... The 3D world has got a lot of really cool kind of stylized... Uh, like pencil, pencil drawn yeah. style um, shaders on it to make the whole thing look as if it were uh, drawn in like a notebook. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of makes it makes it somehow feel cohesive, even though. And also, I mean, I don't. About how much have you played at this point, Josh? I played like an hour and a half. I finished it. I I oh, sat down to how play. How long it was it? And <laughs> and just rich. yeah, played the whole thing. Um. <laughs> I'd love to get an idea of how long it is because I want to get a review out this week for that and I'd love to know how soon it's I'm going to have that out. Is four and a half hours? Okay, yeah, that's that's kind of in the realm I figured. Um, I don't really want to get into spoiler territory then, but with the whole notebook thing, I think I was picking up on like therapy sessions possibly being like the framing device of this. Yeah, um, uh, ish. Um, okay, yeah. Ish. Um, you're, you're playing as, you know, the character and her shadow, um, who are voiced by the same person, but, um, with like, you know, uh, obviously very different takes. Inflections. Um, yeah. Like the, uh, the, the, um, I kind of hate when she's doing the foreground character voice. Can I be honest about that? It, it, I, it's grating. Yes. It's grating. I feel like it gets better. I don't know if they recorded it in order or what, but I feel like it gets better. And I, it may it may have to do with the lines, but yeah, that that initial twenty what minutes are you of doing? it, like, yeah, where it's, it's she's trying to do a little kid's voice. That that's is just it. So I, harsh. That's the thing. It's one of those scenarios where it's quite obviously a grown woman doing a child's voice in a way that is obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 that's, weird. That sounds unsettling. They like I almost wish there wasn't VO. It. 
yeah, like they do some interesting things with it, with the characters sounding more alike as the game goes on. Um, okay. And I like, I think, I think part of it was to just make it transition into that more obviously, but right. it is, it is extremely harsh. Cause I had that first, like literally the first note I wrote down is, um, on my, you know, my notes playing through the game was that, that the voice acting was a choice for that. That's why I found it like as I started to go on, I noticed the shadow had a lot more to say. And I was like, thank mm-hmm. fucking God, because the shadow is just her talking. Yes. Yeah. Just the normal and, like, voice. What is that? That's her, her normal voice, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And it, it does. It works. It works. Probably a like, budget I feel like decision, it comes around, you know, once you get to the like, I don't what think they're, it's what they're planning on doing with with the, yeah with the voices, but. morgan i don't think it's a budget decision because i think having no. them both be voiced by the same person is a very deliberate choice yes yeah i guess yeah they're probably yeah because because of the theme of the game it makes sense yeah, yeah. uh it got very sort of like tim burtony vibes in the whole like look of this thing yeah um, yeah i was looking at it and it had a, a nice art style to yeah it, that's for that's sure possibly I'm not sure. Tim Burton is kind of. It's kind of on. a catch-all. But I think Tim that evokes, out there, Rich. <laughs> I think that evokes a certain look when you say it. Like it's a generalization of what it is. But I think that uh, it gets you in the ballpark anyway. I think one hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I, I. Again, don't want to get into spoilers here, but I really liked what it was doing with with the story in this game with, um so much of it left extremely vague and mm-hmm. um but 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 being you know still comprehensive at the end like it feels like there's something you can dig into it's a sort of game i want to go back and immediately replay it um because there's mm. just enough stuff going on in the story that i just i feel like i want just with there, with that context that i now text, have yeah. from the end to and it's short enough to to do that i think um i wanted to ask you actually more so in the sense of i'm curious if they do other stuff that is kind of on that scale like the idea with playing with the way the objects in the real world cast the shadows are some of the more interesting stuff in the puzzles uh like i had messaged you about that section with the paper boat Mm -hmm. um that i think is like the first time you really get the sense of like oh they could do some really smart stuff with this um like do you think that pays off in significant ways in terms of them getting smart with the puzzle design and with like i guess almost like set pieces in a sense because that's kind of what that is yes um trying to think um like what if the boat was cool you should wait you wait till you see the blank um share I'm, I'm trying to make this as vague as possible so it's not yes. a spoiler but um rich doesn't care about spoilers there is i'm on beta breath a, se- here. a section <laughs> later on um at the um man sorry i'm there's like so much of this so, game yes. is narrative that i'm like <laughs> um at at a, at a carnival where you're doing a whole lot more stuff, kind of back and forth. Okay. Um, because like at the beginning of the game, it's, oh everything everything in the shadows is you know caused by 
you know what's what's going on in the yeah. real world um, yes mm-hmm. and like as the game goes you kind of begin to wonder exactly how real the real world even is so what's that distinction mean yeah um, and you man. get to a section later on where you're kind of interacting back and forth a whole lot more uh-huh. um and they do some really cool set pieces in that all right cool cool the shady part of me check it out if you're cool like rich and josh and not a loser like me yeah spending all of his time playing <laughs> broken triple a game um <laughs> uh i've been playing a lot of hades this week shocking that i don't know if you guys broken. have heard of it so there's this company called super giant games um they made this and they game make called- 400 dollar vinyl record sets that i buy I'm sorry, we've talked about this game too much on the Chompcast. I think we'll have to move on. Yeah, let's just move on. We can move on. That's fine. Um, I'm kidding. Of course we can talk about it. I was was like, I'm just going to agree with him and see what he says. Um, I have really been enjoying it. It's a mixture of like frustration and addiction. I'm I'm really addicted to the game. Uh, I'm also really frustrated. Yeah, just... (laughs) Trying to get it up after a couple of shots of whiskey. <clears throat> uh, but that's not really addictive, you know, unless pe- unless my wife gets addicted to watching uh, me addictive. fail. Oh, I put the dick in addictive. Somebody write that down. Uh, somebody write it down. Write it down. Hey, Rich, you're not writing it down. Plan song based on that. Is that a Magic the Gathering hat with a water symbol in it? Yes, it is. Right? I feel like we've had this conversation on this podcast before. I don't think so. It was a different. You had about, multiple magic beanies. We, yeah, we talked about. Oh, we literally yes. had this exact conversation. We talked about how I played the the magic game at PAX, and I have a hat for every element. Oh, okay, that was the part I didn't remember. Sorry, I don't remember every little thing we say, Rich. You don't have to yell at me. Jeez. It's in the continuity the blue of the show. So it can interrupt us. Yeah, it's actually in your contract to remember everything. That's that true. Says He's wearing the blue because he wants to counter all of my excellent mm-hmm. points. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. He's trying already. Um, wow, that was nerd. That was a really nerdy thing we just went into there. I'm so really, proud of us. Really, it was really fun though. <laughs> I'm glad um, we got there. I yeah I I'm a little stubborn. The problem with for me with Hades is that like I get in my head like oh I want to go through this thing with a bow and like I've been trying to go through it just using the special on the bow and not using the regular attack on the bow because I really like the special a lot. So I'm just making my life hell. Um, but uh, yeah no the game is you guys have talked about it quite a bit. It's Did we? I finally had some time to play it on my Switch and I told you guys I was waiting to try and get into it on my Switch and um, yeah yeah it's. Uh, it feels great. It's the the boons are really the the super addictive part, as I would refer to it as sort of ability loot. Um, the boons, Hail, nephew. The boons are pretty. Yeah, if you have if you're having a good run and like a heroic boon drops, you're like, <gasps> oh, heroic boon. <gasps> now I do seven point six more percentage of points of damage. Is <laughs> that what it's like for you when you play games? Are you fucking Gollum? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, that's when right I play loot games. Thing. When I play loot games, that's very much what happens to me. I get real excited. Well, this yeah, isn't but, a loot game, so that's weird. Uh, loot ability game. Uh, it's revolutionizing Stop the roguelike genre. Um, but I mean, it's the same sort of principle. I you're trying to learn, you know, what kind of boons you want. You're going in the doors that sort of 
Matt, you never know for sure what you're going to get. I Yeah, Josh, actually, the, my favorite part, well, it's kind of fucked up because I got, I really wanted the fishing pole. I got the fishing pole once you get to the last area and then you get a diamond and you buy it from the whatever. Um, it's a little confusing how you get it, but you have to buy something first and then it opens up. Anyways, I got the fishing pole, but like fish, fishing spots are pretty rare. Like one time I went through a run and I saw one fishing spot, one. Um, there, so a few of the things that you've mentioned, such as getting a, like some of the rarer boons or the fishing spots with the abilities that you have in the mirror and some other various abilities and stuff, you can increase, um, that stuff. So you can increase the likelihood that you will get a rarer boon if you upgrade that in the mirror. And also you can actually yeah. get boons that will increase the number of fishing spots that you encounter in the game. Uh-huh. Oh, well. really? I haven't even seen yes. those boons yet. Huh. Those aren't uh boons, those are That might be upgrades. the That might be some of the chaos boons if I if memory serves me correctly. The chaos boons are always like huge payoff but like a big risk for like the next 3 rooms. I can't remember who offers the 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 fishing boon. I'd have to look it up. But um, no no guess. Yeah, I, no I guess have my might hmm? offer you the boon about fishing. Yeah, Poseidon. Yes, but he puts the pussy in Poseidon. That's not in Poseidon. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Who offers the fishing boon? I'm, I want to know. I actually want to know. Never mind. Shay's giving no, you that look. Just, like, just yes. tell me. It's Poseidon. Poseidon. Poseidon yeah. Okay. Okay. Why did Why did you drag that out so much, Josh? What was you, no? Did, look, it's It's fishing. Like it was. It yeah, was it staring. Has to be fish. It was staring right at us there. Okay. It was flopping right on deck. Look, well, Morgan. I'm not gonna live forever. No matter how much gold I give Poseidon, oh, one of these oh, days man. he will come for me, and you'll have to protect me. It. It is. It is a little. <laughs> That was very random. Um, oh. <laughs> it was. It, it's those weird games where like you kind of have to just figure stuff out. Like I didn't know you could actually um, give gifts to those like boons on the ground when they show up, but those are actually like oh, the people. Yeah. And I walked up to one. I was like, "Wait a second! Does that say I can give a gift to this Poseidon icon? It's not even Poseidon standing here, you know?" Because I was thinking you had to give gifts to like actual character. I think models. you're maybe thinking a little mm-hmm. too literally with that. Y- yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, once you yeah, basically you have to give gifts to, and we talked about this pretty extensively. You have to give gifts to every single god and side character that you are a uh, notable side character, and you get a special item. And gifts, gifts. some of those items are definitely better than other items. But you need all those items because if you go look at your notebook on your desk in your room, um, as Zagreus, if you go look in Zagreus's room at his notebook you accomplish certain challenges by hitting smaller goals. So, for example, um, one of the ones I was working on when I stopped playing the game was I was trying to get all the boons that Demeter has to offer. If you complete oh, all like those, quests. you get every single boon, yeah, then yeah. you complete a challenge. Yeah, and you get, you get an item from Demeter if you give her a gift that, allow, that increases your likelihood of getting a boon from Demeter when um when you have that equipped. So each item has a a place in the game. Yeah. And it's it's like this massive just loop of everything. And uh one of the previous points that you had mentioned that um 
we kind of glossed over is you had said you were very stubborn with um, playing the game the way you want to play it. And that's why I struggled so much early on as well, is I just kept using the shield, I kept doing the same attack, and just hoping and relying on the boons um, to get me through the game. And once I realized there are multiple moves to use with a shield, I need to employ them all in various situations, and I need to start trying different things is when I finally broke through. So that would just be my biggest advice to you. Just start trying different things. All of it is balance. You just got to figure out where where do you certain abilities certain boons certain um weapons and what i guess i wanted to see what would happen if i like put every boon i had into that one attack like just to see how strong i could get it but and it it did pretty good i got all the way to hades but <laughs> you really I mean, wanted I, to glass cannon that thing i did i really did i wanted to but i've yeah, i've put all ever all the items i have all those little purple gems into that mirror and all that shit so I'm pretty good, and I try to talk to everyone when I can. But yeah, I was just gonna say that I finally, the I finally got my first fish the other day. It was a stupid fucking clam. After all waiting for all those goddamn fish, <laughs> it was a fucking clam. I was like, God damn it, that's not epic at all. But I do, I do like that there at least is fishing in the game. I, um, because I do love fishing, and uh, it gives you me know something what to do to with the fish. Yeah, you take him to the chef, and he. Does okay, good. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant um, in real life. And real and you catch and release, baby. Catch and release. Um, stuff them in your pants. <laughs> That's right. I, Morgan loves fishing, but doesn't eat fish like a weirdo. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. One, straight up I, baffling. It's <laughs> just bizarre. Yeah, it really is. It's straight up babbling. Well, I, I can't. Got like, it like a brook. I'm not going to tell you that I can't <laughs> eat animals, but like. When I see the animal, I get really empathetic for its its animal spirit, and, and those, I don't want to kill it. And those cold or eat it. dead eyes. So, I, yes, I <laughs> like bluefish. But like, if you had to catch that bluefish and see it, I have done exactly that. I've been on deep sea fishing boats. I'm I'm not saying you're like a monster. I'm just saying for me, it's like difficult to like look the fish in the eye and say I'm going to kill you. You know, when I don't need to. Well, you don't I need can, to do that. You can just catch it and then get it scaled and then cook it. Sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just a bleeding heart for animals. I can't do oh. it. Um, but if someone else you're, wants to kill the cow and murder it for okay. me, I will eat the burger. So that's fair. You're a bleeding heart as long as you don't have to look at it in the eyes. Yes. Yes. Like, it can suffer as long yeah. as you don't visually see it. He's, he's a he's a I mean, huge fan America, of drone strikes. Hey, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with the town being destroyed as long as I don't have to do it. <laughs> That's terrible. That's fucking awful. Uh, my only, my only real, I mean, my only real like criticism with the game. I think, I like I said, I'm having a good timing though. It's pretty frustrating. Uh, is I do wish the bosses were a little more epic. Um, I think the boss fights are good, but like I thought the Bone Hydra was going to be cooler, and you can tell that they were trying to sort of like compensate being a smaller studio because by instead of making it a big epic Hydra, it's just like six of the same models coming out of the lava to look like six snakes instead of an actual hydra or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's like six parts or eight parts, but I was expecting it to be this big giant bone hydra with all the heads fucking shooting out at me. And, um, the last boss when I got to Hades, he was just like my size almost. He looked just as tall as me. I was like, I thought he was going to be, because when you see him in his chair, he looks fucking huge. He looks like he's like the size of, of like a troll or a giant or something. Uh, but I guess that's just his chair that makes him look really fucking big. 
That's his lazy he boy. Definitely looks yeah. bigger than Zagreus. It's like a Ford. He's at l- at least twice Zagreus' size. I mean, he's he's bigger, but I was thinking he was going to be like Cerberus size, kind of like way oh. out of the like. Uh, and actually, I thought there was going to be a cool thing in the story, like if, in, I want to see the Neil Druckmann version, where um, you actually. That sounds I awful. Thought, I was gonna. I thought I was gonna have to fight Cerberus by my dog, and I was like, "Oh man, that would be fucked up." So if that happens, don't spoil it for me. But I was like, "Oh no, this is gonna be my crazy. Am I gonna fight this dog?" But I just got him a bag of something, and he just left. So I was like, "All right." Here's what I. Here's what I will say: is the further you get into the story of the game, you don't necessarily you don't unlock new bosses, but there are different variations of the bosses. I will say that. And uh, some of those boss fights get incredibly, incredibly yeah. difficult. Oh, I, I've, I've seen some already. I got the different variations of your girlfriend. Um, the Furies. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the thing is, there's a point in the game where you will have to fight all three of them at the same time. And it's fucking yeah. hard the first yeah. time you encounter it. Yeah, that, that no, actually is a really good fight. I, I actually did manage to do uh, the three of them, I think, think of the maybe it was the second time but like it was very much like a glass cannon build that i just barely made it through yeah yeah i'm trying to figure out which fury is the most uh, hottest oh my goodness oh my god how the fuck uh, does this keep anyway, happening but yeah no i fight all three of them every time at this point because that's yeah that's mirror. where i'm at also oh um, okay yeah because like one of the difficulties you can increase there is to give each boss additional abilities like starting with the first one as as you go um and that's which is and that's actually a a good point too josh is the further you get once you beat the game for the first time morgan you and we talked about this pretty extensively you unlock the ability to make your run harder you get more rewards out of it um but it can make the game that much more difficult and like josh was saying you all unlock the ability to give the boss more moves and it makes the game even that much harder. Yeah. Yeah, no, Hades is... And he's he's definitely... That's the weird thing about playing this game on the Switch, though, which is kind of a bummer. Even though it works great on the Switch. The, the, what's the main character's name? Zagreus. He's so tiny. I Like, on the Switch screen as well. You know you can so, play the Switch like, on your TV, right? He's like a little... It reminds me of like when I was a kid and I was playing with those... Um, it was like the male version of Polly Pocket, the little tiny, tiny things, and they had like the little toys that open up, and you and they were like little beats. No, was, you don't remember the male Mike? version of Polly Pocket? Mighty, 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 mighty Max. something. Mighty Max. Mighty Max. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Those. Well, I mean, mighty Rich Max. knew the Max part, but. Yeah, it was like a little. But sure, toy. give him all the credit. Yes. Oh, dude, those toys were fucking cool. They were like, it would look on the outside like a skull, and then you'd open it up, and it would have like a whole world in there. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. Anyways, I I do like that. Like, every time you go through it, it's you know like you'll find like weird little thing. Like I just for the first time, I just ran into this like weird lady. Oh no, it was weird. I ran into just the Minotaur by himself, and I know the yep. Minotaur. Yeah, I know the Minotaur's fucking the other guy. I know they're fucking. I know for sure the Minotaur's fucking the other guy. I can. Well, it's Greek mythology. Fuck. Everybody's fucking everybody. Yeah, well, but the true. pink the pink guy gets mad about you. He he's fucking the pink Minotaur. Um, what? But, uh, I fought the Minotaur by himself, which was annoying because it was kind of tough. And then when I went to fight him, he was only missing like a little bit of his health. I was like, motherfucker, I already killed you. Why am I going to fight your ass again? Yeah, but that was like an hour ago. Yeah, there are many bosses in all the areas. It's just that one is a fun one because it's actually 
the boss. You're it's just, just the half, boss. half yeah. of the yeah the normal boss. Yeah, instead of having yeah, like an elite yeah. enemy like on all the other the, areas. The yeah. boss I inigl- uh, initially. Enigly. I don't know what that word slip up was. Josh, can you please delete that in editing? <laughs> please, I don't know what the hell just happened there. It's only bad if you um, make it bad. Okay, hold on. Three, two, one. The boss I initially struggled with was um, the one. It's in the the third area. I'm spacing the name right now. The third area. Um, Plains of Elysium. Thank you. It, the third boss that you fight where it's the big version of that pink ball that shoots out all the butterflies and you have all of the buffed versions of the oh, yeah. the enemies in that game. Like the little floating fire eyeballs that turn into various enemies. I really struggled with that mm-hmm. fight a lot in the game. That is probably the fight I struggled with. The most like the mini boss that I had the most troubles with very, yeah. very difficult fight for me. Yeah. That, that's one that, uh, you need to stay on top of those ads. Um, otherwise they will just swarm you. But mm-hmm. if you yeah. don't know that your first time going in, you're like, Oh, I'll just kill this thing before they're a problem. It's, it's not going to happen. It's, it's, you got, you've well, got, just, you've got just not the way it works. Yeah. It, it all depends on the boons you have too. Cause with that yeah. specific fight, you're able to do enough DPS, if, especially if you're using the gloves, to where you can employ yeah. that strategy where you just beat the shit out of that pink ball as quick as you can. That's what you're You have the ability if you have like a high DPS mm-hmm. build. But if you don't, you, yeah, you have to stay Take on top of killing those little eyeballs. And sometimes it helps when you have something that every time you do an attack, it shoots like a little magic missile in a different direction because yeah. it'll attack things as well. There are AOE effects that you that can help you in that fight as well. There, that's the yeah, one thing about, I love about that game. Even though it's a difficult fight, there are many ways to approach it. Yeah, it, it's, it's more about kind of knowing what you're working with um, instead of trying to force it. Um, yep. Kind of like, you know, you were saying with only using one attack set or do, doing, you know, like this. I know, this, it's dumb. Well, no, it's, I'm not 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 writing you on that because there's so much to learn. You kind of want to see what you can do with it, but a lot of a lot of the times the tool just is not suited for the job. And until you figure out what that is, it's just you'll mm-hmm. you'll get yourself in a lot of trouble, um, really right. easily. Exactly. Uh, so it, exactly. It, there's there's a lot, a <laughs> lot, a lot to learn in mm-hmm. this game before you finally start to come close to mastering it. You just you just have you guys ever have like inexplicable runs where like like the first time I got to the last area I Every went time through I eat Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fairly explicable. It's Chipotle for me. <laughs> it's very. The first time I got to the last area, I just like cruised through it for whatever reason, and then the other day I got to the last area and like all those poison rats or whatever, and I like I was getting fucked up, and I'm like I don't I'm not I don't understand why I'm having so much trouble now. I did fine last luck, time. Luck of the draw, my friend. And, and yeah, also, whether you have AOE or not, you really those rats spawn so quickly and all the fuck over the place that if you don't have something that's gonna take down more than one at a time it's it's going to be a problem yeah some of those fights 
um, in that last section before you go fight Hades can be really rough. And I, at first, when I was playing the game, I would try and defeat all the five little areas mm. to try and get all the boons and everything. And then I realized the risk reward for some of those isn't worth it because I'm, I'm basically limping to the final boss at that point. And yeah. so once you get, once you get the, the bag for, um, for Cerberus, you think about, well, is What's there anything the else I need before I go? Like there are some boons there on obviously on the opposite side. Do I want to get any of these? Do I need any of them? How close am I yeah, to being able stuff. to purchase something? Am I a little low on health and I need to do a quick run to try and Yeah, because if you health? get the bag early, you can do some of those other doors, right? You can, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to decide if the risk is worth it at that point. Yeah. Are you and comfortable with the I builds you have? Yeah. Yeah, once I realize that sometimes I have a good enough build to defeat Hades, I don't need to run and do each and every one of them. That also made the game a little bit easier. Like, you feel like you're leaving something on the table, but it's not necessary at the end of the day. You, you, you yeah. just have to balance that risk to reward ratio. Yeah, for sure. That is, that is the uh, name of the game. Guys, risk reward ratio. I have some break. Uh, Supergiant's newest game after Hades <laughs> risk, <laughs> risk to reward, reward ratio. Risk to reward ratio. Guys, I have some breaking news uh, for all the gamers out there. This, this felt important. Um, there's been some news from the United States military. Um, Space as, Force. Yeah, Space Force related. I don't know if you guys saw this breaking. <laughs> uh, Space Force has announced uh, what its members are going to be called. Uh, and I hope you're all Bungie fans, because eyes up, Guardians. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. So they're being called the Guardians? Yeah. Yeah. If you, were, if you thought being a member of Space Force didn't sound silly enough already... They're literally calling them guardians. I kind of want to join them now. I kind of. I'm not gonna lie. Like, no. If, I, I'm sorry. My main thought was, if they're gonna be that silly, they should have just called them Space Marines. Wait, you shouldn't have brought up a Halo. It's not a Halo thing. It's a Destiny thing. It's a Bungie thing, idiot. Oh, you said Halo. I said, sure Bungie. said Bungie. I think I said he said Bungie. Halo. I'm pretty positive. Said I said Bungie. Damn it. I'm gonna go back to the tape. <laughs> I let's like get how the tape. That. that was perfect. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's say, uh, well Josh. Done, oh, well oh, we done. have five minutes for we to take a break. Josh, uh, can you? What is this Call of the Sea game you were telling me about? Call of the Sea is a a game I've been wait, waiting for to release for a while now. It is a sort of uh, narrative first person puzzle game, a la Mist. Um, mm -hmm. that sort okay. of that sort of vein. Uh, fairly similar puzzles to to something like that, uh, as far as like the actual things you're solving. Um, uh, the big difference in this one is that it is divided up into chapters, uh, which are you know essentially levels. Like you you solve all the puzzles, move on, and are into the next zone. So you don't have to ever try to. No like, backtracking. No, no backtracking, and and especially in especially in the mist games, which I love, but are Ugh, also yeah. th those th they are tough because something you learn way the fuck over seven hours over here, ago, forever yeah. ago, is going to be useful information for literally the rest of the game. There's, yeah, they're so dense, they're so um, tough to you know, kind of keep in your head. This this is not that. Um, 
it the focus is more on the narrative here um because you are playing as um the school teacher wife of a uh archaeologist explorer who has gone off uh trying to find a cure for your mysterious illness um who got who went missing in the south pacific um and uh you are trying to track him down find out what happened to him um okay and so you've got your your notebook of things you're trying to keep track of clues you've you found trying to trying to track down your husband you because you you end up finding this island where his expedition was headed um and trying trying to track him down so you've got your notebook with all like the narrative stuff so you can kind of flip over and you know um read her thoughts and read all the clues you, clues you found and then also like any any of the puzzles you find in there you'll also take notes on so the game takes notes for you which makes a lot of the puzzles uh, quite a bit easier um a bit too much for my taste but also i play a lot of puzzle games so it's probably a, it's probably actually about the right level um as far as most people are concerned um the the, the only time they didn't like give you notes on basically everything everything i felt was like close to the end where you got some pretty difficult puzzles um okay but it is it is a an interesting an interesting story that they're that they're telling there with sort of some um it it's set set in the 1930s with kind of these um supernatural somewhat uh Dean, not 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 like uh, like Call of Cthulhu kind of stuff. Yeah, Cthulhu adjacent type of supernatural. So racist things. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, um, he didn't say no. Like, he just like, laughed. Yeah. Well, I mean, sort of. There are, there Touché. are bits that they're. It comes with the territory. <laughs> they hang a lampshade on it, so they That's know that you, you know that they know. Um, is kind of yeah what it. Because oh, it's you know okay. set in the night anyway. You know, um, you know, we yeah, yeah. Um, not gotcha. But yeah, like it's 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 a gorgeous, gorgeous kind of uh, painted Mist. art style. Um, yeah, kind of is like almost like a poor man Sea of Thieves look going on. I don't mean that in an offensive. Yeah, way. no, because it, it is. It's it's that that same sort of painterly aesthetic that is just gorgeous, especially as you keep going farther in and you kind of you get to more of the um you know crazy old you know old god type civilization stuff going on there it's really cool to see that stuff presented that way um when you meet shumagorath mm-hmm, it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i really enjoyed my time with it it was a uh fun fun little game um it's on, on Game Pass. On Game Pass. On Game Pass. Oh, and, and absolutely Game worth Pass. your time if you've uh, if you've got that. Cool. Call of the Sea. Game Pass. Everything. And uh, yeah, looks neat. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this that have Game Pass and will be happy to check it out. How many hours did it take for you to knock it out? Yeah. Uh, 
I don't think they say. Was it shorter uh, than the last? Was it shorter than um, the Last of Us? A shady part of me. No, it was. It was. Well, I, that's going to depend on your puzzling, because I mean, again, they're both puzzle uh, games, so whichever one hits you is easier. So with Josh, but, do you find that with puzzles, <laughs> that was, I was I don't know. I was. Gonna, do you just look at it instantly and know the solution, or are you just like, oh yeah, I know. A lot of the time, because like. Especially if it's a if it's a common puzzle type, because there are so many puzzles we've seen just infinitely many times playing games at this point that and they inspired developers even subconsciously, and they're doing it again in a different variation. Yeah, um, it's it is. That's why you like those miss games. Those games are fucking hard. <laughs> That's how they get you. I love Chex Quest. <laughs> the uh, yeah. It depends on the game, though, to kind of answer. Yeah, that's question, true. That's though. a good point. The puzzle game, the, your mileage can vary. Hence our yeah. legendary limbo conversation. Exactly. So, the man, his world record, beat limbo in forty-five minutes. Guinness World Records, Joshua Fowler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a fun talk. Anyways, Call of the Sea. Um, cool. Well, we're gonna take a very short break, and we'll be back with a ass load uh cyberpunk talk because it's the back end of the show yeah. hopefully not too too big of an ass load see you soon what is up chomp nation this is morgan here also known as general mountain time and look i want to tell you today about our patreon that's right chomp nation is growing every day and if you enjoy what we do whether it's the chomp cast our social media our youtube channel twitter anything we're doing out there you can support us and for just a couple bucks you can help keep us alive and honestly our patrons have basically become family and i want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us and if you don't that's fine too we're just happy that you download and check out the podcast um our biggest and most popular tier we have is just five dollars five bucks you get access to early spoiler casts. That's right, Chomping After Dark. You get those several weeks early. You get access to our top secret VIP Instagram page. That's right. On the podcast, you might hear me say, hey, do you want to be a VIP member of the Chomp cast? And you say, I sure do, I sure do. Well, guess what? Boom. That $5 tier makes you a VIP member. You get access to this secret Instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only VIP members get. And those polls and those feedback questions that we get, if it's a question of the week, for example, are read on the show, we make you a part of what we do. Um, so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can look for our $5 tier, which is probably our most popular. And then from there, it escalates. We have a $10 tier, a $20 tier for Skypes. There's a lot of great things. But just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Check it out. And if you want to support us, it would mean the world to me, Rich, Josh, and Shay, and everyone else out there in Chomp Nation. Until next time, General Mountain Time salutes you. All right, so let's get down to the nitty gritty of Take It Down to the Paradise City, also known as oh, I should have said Night City. God damn it! Mm. it You're was so right stupid. It was right, and there. you could do a new take, but we wouldn't use it. Night City reminds me a lot more of Las Vegas and than than um, what it's supposed to because it's so insane. But no, yeah, I, I get it. It's I, California. It's, I assume it's, it's supposed to be. 
Oh, really? I think it was called New Donk City for some no. reason. <laughs> New Donk City. Um, that's the crossover I mean, it's just we've all been There's someone who junkyard outside of it, so it's probably yeah, but it, probably uh, nah, nah. It's it, maybe, maybe somewhere some, in Jersey. It's Los Angeles. Nah, it, 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 no, it is Los Angeles. Um, it's Los Angeles adjacent at least. Like, but it feels well, like. n- not to me. Um, as someone who's been to <laughs> Vegas, it reminds me of Vegas, not even a little bit. I've been to Vegas too. You think you're yeah. cultured, and I've never no, been. No, no, it's uh, being to Vegas does not make you cultured. I, I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't strike that to me at all. <laughs> I mean, the like world, uh, what's the world like? Worldly? Worldly? It, yeah. uh, no, be, also still being to Vegas is like a, a neon sign in the middle of a desert, going uh-huh. like you shouldn't be happy you've been there. <laughs> yeah, I, I just mean like the tone. Yeah, the tone of the city is so outlandish and insane and sexual. But I, that's- I guess, but like it, it's all way more marred into that like cyberpunk future aesthetic that yeah. I think is just the jet. Also, to be fair, I probably have the most familiarity with the source material of anyone else here so like i that's also marring my that's true that's true my uh, <laughs> perception <laughs> of it i know more about cyberpunk than all of no 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 all i mean is like uh, like oh, you I, think you know about devil mean let me tell you oh i actually thought that was literally morgan talking oh um, <laughs> uh, no no i just mean like uh like i i, I don't even I told you the only impersonation I can do perfectly is Morgan. Yeah, and you Literally, captured it. I can do Morgan's impersonation. <laughs> I can impersonate Morgan's yeah. impersonation of a nerd because that's the only impersonation I can do is Morgan. Yeah, no, that's my bread you, and butter. You, shit. you pretty much you nailed it. Off of that one, please. That's like, how I make all my money. Also, because uh, I, I played, I played less of that tabletop game than I even would have liked at the time, but like. Just the flavor of like the drawings and stuff I had seen in the past, and like all the module crap, like that flavored my perception of Night City, and I think for the most part they've nailed that. Like, oh yeah, don't the uh, let's let's start with the positive things first. All right, that'll be quick. We can turn it into a, a hilarious shit show, okay? Um, okay. The art direction uh, when it is loading, uh, the world of Night City is mud. Pretty incredible to me. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a funny job. I have been very impressed by the the scale, the world, the detail, uh, every little detail. Pot, you say plant, TV screen. Um, you can look up. I at, haven't you know, seen any pot plants in the game. <laughs> no, I think yeah, there are one, some pot plants. Once that detail pops in, it's real great. Yeah. Well, maybe you have. There's, there's fifty. Rich, 50. I said nice things. Nice things. Oh. Um. There's the nice a, thing. There's the there's, nice there's advertisements. Are, there's for, a lot for of pot with with uh, what it what is it? Mickey Rooney's character from Breakfast at Tiffany's on the <laughs> sign there. <laughs> I, I don't know the connection, but for some reason that's the advertisement. For some reason that's the advertisement. Yeah. Um. I. I find myself wishing there were more ads. Like I feel like I've seen them all at this point in a way that kind of disappointed me. Um. You were hot on those ads at first. You ads were hot are, on them. They, they are fun. Uh, I, I mean, on the, the g- generally positive note, like despite everything that's going on with it, I am having fun when I'm playing it. Define fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yes. I am also enjoying myself quite a bit. Yeah. Trying to decide if I want to go to the... Are you guys on PC? Can you use a PS4 controller? Uh, yes, what? but I don't know why what? I would. <gasps> 
That's well, just the most I, I can also put my hand on the desk and bash it with a hammer, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Wait, so you're not using a controller? No. Well, then what about the driving and stuff? I literally leave a controller plugged in for the driving, but I, I drive more than I thought I was going to because I do think the motorcycles are fine, but I still don't really care for the driving that much in that game. And I, I did all the racing side quests. So it's Ooh. insane that I want to use a controller, but it's not insane to leave a controller plugged in specifically for that and switch back and forth. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing that with flight sticks for years. You PC yeah. nerds are something else. I love you to death, but good lord. If I High had mutants. a good wheel, I'd be using that instead, but... At least my game can use HDR. <laughs> Just pull a racing wheel over. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'd leave that set up right, right over here. Uh, that'd be fucking great. I'd swivel right over to I, that bad boy. I will say uh, this about the the driving, because I had mentioned last week how terrible the driving was, because I was stuck in first person not knowing you could switch. <laughs> oh my god, um, I felt so bad for you. I know, that was just Dude, heartbreaking. I It's been a lot more bearable uh, playing in third person. I don't think it was near as bad as I initially had said. I don't think it's as bad as you guys are saying. I still don't think it's great. I think it's pretty middle of the road. I think it's I think about it as good as GTA. With you. The, motorcycle is, the motorcycle is significantly better, I will say Agreed. that. Agreed. Yeah. You know what? Um, Actually, you, you don't have to fight the, uh, the traffic I, that never moves for yes, anything. Can, uh, uh, you can just uh, go between the cars, and that that's instantly makes positive, the driving better. Positive, Th that's positive. why it's better, and, and that's one of, like, I wanted to bring this up. I've said it to you guys multiple times, like... Of, like, weird shit going on with this game in terms of shit I think gets fixed with patches down the road, and this is outside of bugs, it's just weird shit that's not in the game, like Josh was just saying with the traffic. There's this weird, like, honestly unfinished AI thing where, like, vehicles don't path in this game. They just drive in a straight line until they That's hit That's not a something. positive thing, Rich. God damn it. I know. Positive. We, you said positive things first, and then we ran out of them. No, um, we stopped it. No, and then no. You, no. You, you, no. You, uh, wait, I'm not, hold well, on. Can, can I finish while we're on? Like, we were literally yes, talking I'm about sorry. this thing, so I'm I wanted sorry. to get it out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I was trying to interrupt Shane to make you a point. You tried to interrupt me. me to make a point, and we're all like, but it's fine. Go Actually, ahead, you sorry. guys all interrupted me in the first place. <laughs> Boom. Uh... Yeah, so, so cars did. cars don't path. They they literally are just set to drive in a straight line until they hit something and then they stop. So now I do it as a point of contention because I think it's funny. If you like park your car across a road and go to do a mission, when you come back, they'll just be like twenty cars sitting there waiting for you to move, mm -hmm. and it's Crazy. fucking hysterical. Yeah, I, I was only interjecting Shay, and that's true, Rich, and that is funny as hell. Um, to to add on to what you're saying, and you can continue, Shay, is that. I went to the those really tiny compact cars that almost look like jokes, and the those ones are like actually a Honda great. Fit? Yeah, like yeah those, those like you can weave in between traffic too because they're so tiny. And I actually kind of think they're funny to fly around the city in those. And the, yeah, they are kind of funny to fly around the city in. Mm -hmm. I will admit, I that. love Americans discovering the smart car. Yeah, <laughs> classic. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah. I use Scorpion's bike. Does anybody have Scorpion's bike at this point? <laughs> Hold on, Shay, Shay, look at Shay's face. That means he is ready to unleash. Yes, uh, Scorpion's bike is great. Um, but let's. That's Shay, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. You can continue your thoughts, Shay. <laughs> Shay, if uh, I could just interject for a moment. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your dirty ass. Um, no. I have more I want to say on the driving, but it's a lot more of it is um, that I want to refl reflect on as negative. But the one thing I do love about that game, uh, driving in that game, is if you find the right vehicle, 
it's really rewarding just flying through the streets just with reckless abandon like it is with all the other games like if you get one of the gang cars that fly really fast like any of the grand theft auto games it's super super fun and it may the the graphics may not be optimized on console but it is pretty cool being able to fly through the various areas and like seeing a sunset as you're flying down the highway i i did find that really rewarding i like driving on the outskirts a bit more um like in the sort of like nomad camp areas not that area but i do <laughs> no, like yeah not at all well, i like I noticed, when you're going yeah. into the city from the nomad area oh to see everything kind of see the horizon of the city yeah yeah totally yeah see i haven't even seen that stuff yet weirdly enough because i've only been in the city of uh, the one time i had i went out for pan am i was getting a lot of pop in with like trees and bushes which was distracting God, but they do pan am is bad they, my they girl do pan cool, am she's really grown they, on me ugh, they do a cool thing with I, I you know what i never simp on this podcast time to simp i simp I fucking simp. If she... Mm, who who are you mm, simping for, Shay? Pan Am. Judy? Pan Am. Oh, oh what? Fucking what? lick barbecue What is happening to you people? Ass. Well, first off... you were Team Judy. Pan Am is great. Let me tell you this about Judy, and I don't want to get into it because I don't want to get into spoilers. Judy's still great. <laughs> Judy's great, great, great. Judy and I are great friends. Um, I finished Judy's story. I don't know if you have. Um, I have she, She's one of my favorite characters in this, in this game. Uh, like, they... Her... Chumba. I'm sure that there's multiple ways it can go, but her her character goes to some really interesting places. I love Judy you, is awesome, but I would run into a fire for Pan Am. Jesus Christ! And I have like when she calls, she's like, "Hey, I need you to come by the camp." I'm like, "I'm there." You Pan Am people. Hey, Let's I need get... you to lay on the ground while I take high heels and stomp on your scrotum. I've done it. Hey, you ever met a girl who's like you? Her friend is dead, and it's kind of your fault. And she's like, "Hey, want a motorcycle?" I do like yeah. the, I do like those sequences where you are like in a car with someone, and if you want, you can just like be a passenger while they talk to you and shit. Those are kind of yeah. cool. Oh, can I tell oh. you guys a fun Pan Am like Pan Am glitch I got? Speaking of what you just mentioned, Morgan, uh -huh. um, I was doing a mission with Pan Am where she was taking me in her truck to uh, gun down some uh, some of the wraiths, and yeah. I died during the shootout. And the checkpoint was while we were in Pan Am's truck. And when it loaded us back in, I Same wasn't in the passenger seat. I was in the driver's yep. seat. But same so thing happened to me. Yep. Yep. Dude, I recorded it. I had the same thing happen to me, too. What the fuck? Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, it's almost and like when I got out of the car, the she was nowhere to be seen for like 10 seconds. She just appeared out of nowhere. It was weird. Saving the day. All right, fine. Obviously, you guys don't want to talk about good things. A bunch of negative Nancys over here. No, I, I've been talking about nothing but good things. <laughs> I've been I'm talking about kidding. fun moments I had. The, yeah. the story, the, the, game sto the narrative has been surprisingly good, right? Like, uh, it has been. Yeah. I think the main narrative is decent. There's some really stilted writing uh, in spots. Like, it, it definitely has its moments, but I don't... I, I, I voiced this privately. I don't think I like V that much. I think I like johnny a well, lot more than i like v yeah well you're the male v too uh-oh shay left um or he shook his head in shock or something <laughs> the v um the the female v is not the greatest in the world but i still think she's i like her personality but i don't know what the male v's like maybe they're he's a little the too same they're essentially the same personality I mean, but what I'm saying is sometimes the performance can well, like. Well, what you're talking about that is VO. Like, I'm not talking about VO. I'm just like, 
I don't like the way V okay, doesn't that's really feel like a character to me. Like he or she or whatever, however you're playing V, feels very strapped in for whatever's going to happen and feels like very uninvested in the stakes, even when the stakes are their own life. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I mean, it's you're it's. It's an open world protagonist, like create your yeah. own character thing. It, they, it's a cipher. They're nothing. Um, and I mean, it makes sense because they don't know if you're going to do all those cop side quests or correctly kill them all. Um, and they've got a they've got a right to account for that. Um, That's true. Uh, yeah, like some some of the more interesting character moments happen outside of that, and a lot of them are informed by the more interesting characters you interact with, like the Judys of the world. And I think that's where some of the better performance stuff comes out, which is fine. But for a lot of people, they're just not going to see any of that stuff. And that kind of sucks. Like, well, it's supposed to be more of like a conduit for you, the player. I know it's a little weird and I agree with you. It's like a weird middle ground, but it's supposed to be more of a conduit for you, even though it is like well, there's VO. Yeah, like, it's a, it's and, a cipher. And, and I get that. Yeah, but yeah. The, the thing is, the presence of a character like Johnny Silverhand makes me sort of wish there was like and there is a lot of Johnny Silverhand yeah. but i almost it's, wish he was more there was more of him because he's infinitely more compelling it's it's weird because essentially he, uh. you have you know dialogue with him you know in your head being an asshole for half the quests that you do after after yes. the beginning of the game yes but then you'll do some side quests will have something to say. Other side quests, you won't. Um, and it's, it's like, it's noticeable when, like, he just hasn't shown up for the last four hours or something. It feels like there's a weird absence. Like, when they were doing the VO for that quest, like, Keanu wasn't in the studio anymore. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's I, noticeable whenever he's not around. Because he yeah. feels like the norm. I, it makes sense to me, though, in the context uh, I, there are a few things I want to unpackage there. First, I can understand, Rich, I can understand your point when I think about other open-world RPGs and um, characters, the characters in some of those games. I think about Witcher 3, which is obviously the same studio. Geralt is such a fleshed-out character, and he is a compelling character in his own right. Agreed. Think about the Mass Effect trilogy. And Commander Shepard, they the writers do a good job with Commander Shepard with towing the line of making the character interesting enough, while while that character still acting as a a template or a cipher, if you will. I think they did a really good job with that. This this game feels like it's, and this is kind of something we talked about privately, less about the character you're playing as, more of a cipher than a defined character. And more about the other characters you come into contact with. I think that's 100% true, yeah. Yeah, and for me it's worked so far because it feels like at the end of the day I'm, giving, I'm being given more of an agency to make a lot of choices because the character isn't fleshed out as much. For example, um, I'm sure this happened to all you guys. When you go into the one mission and you have to chew, you're in this, basically this, for lack of a better word, a brothel, and you have to choose between, this is a minor spoiler, I apologize, 
in advance. Um, you have to choose between two characters that you are going to talk with. Two hookers. Bots. Yes, yeah. essentially. And I, I was kind of halfway paying attention to the description of the two, and then you get the names. And one of them <laughs> is named Angel, and the other is named something else. Yeah. And you're like, shit, which one's the woman? Because I was playing as a man, so I'm like... And then, hold on, Josh. Go with me on the journey. Before you roll your eyes. I think it it's literally Angel uh-huh. and Gabriel, just to give you like a... No, it's Angel and Sky, and oh, I did okay. the same thing. Shay, that's go right. Ahead. That's right. So yeah. I picked Angel because I was like, "Oh, that's clearly <laughs> the woman's name." Is it? And of course, it was no. the guy. But then... no, that's clearly the man's name. Yeah. Shay. Also, also, <laughs> also, for the record, they show. Hold on, oh, no, fuck no, 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 no. They show you. No, pic- they you show you on. pictures of them when you're picking. Well, no, he's Shay said he was half. Pictures of them. He said he was half. Yes, you do. <laughs> he said no, he was you half. Don't. No, you do. Yes. Hold, hey, hold on, hold no, on. Everybody, calm you down. Don't. It's hold just on. The names. Let, let me be the mediator here. Hold on, Shay. There's Shay's. It's okay. Everyone's right. Shay said he was half paying attention, and yes, they do show you pictures because I did it twice. But I did. I made the same mistake. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you. Anyways, so I picked the guy. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I like, it's not going to like, I saw some people getting angry online legitimately on Twitter about it. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just roll and see what happens. Like this is a fictional world. It's not going to bother me that much. (laughs) Like my toxic masculinity wasn't kicking in at that moment. And it was just like a conversation with this guy and you get on the bed and the most you do is just kind of cuddle with this guy. And I was like, you know what? In this pandemic right now, where cuddles and hugs and kisses are hard to come by. This man has given me more attention than I've gotten for most of the year. And God damn it. Am I happy? So, you know what? I was perfectly happy with the way it turned out. Hey, and it actually found it kind of fascinating. Shay, you you don't just snuggle him. You snuggle him and then you extort him. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. See, that's why I was telling you guys to let me finish because it had a happy ending. No, no, it wasn't a matter of the happy ending. I I just didn't understand how you got, yeah, how what you paid for. (laughs) Um, uh, I just didn't know how you got that far because when you're picking, there's 100% pictures you're looking at. It might not. I don't remember seeing pictures. Maybe I. I breezed by it in my mind, or maybe I got I that. Was, I, there was a glitch there. I don't well, know. I was going to say, yeah. Seeing pictures. I was going to make that it's joke. Certainly possible. They didn't way. put the pictures into the PS4 version yet. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, um, they had cut data somewhere. I, I don't anyways, know. Maybe Shay, I just I did, breezed through it in my mind. I don't care either way. I was happy <laughs> oh, no, with the way it, it turned it out. It hardly matters. It, it's literally the least important thing in the world. Uh, that's a very yeah. sweet story. I actually reloaded it to get the woman because I wanted the sensual seduction of a woman. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. I did it. They're all just ones and zeros, Morgan. Although um, her face looked a little weird. I, I do find that... Well, that's just the game. With characters in this game, if the lighting is on point, they look amazing. And then if the lighting is like a little off, they look like uh, Bro, the li- like too shiny or something. The, light, it's- the lighting is real fucked in this game. Uh... Like, I had to turn the brightness that is normally way, way down on my monitor all the way the fuck up. Yeah, uh, the brightness was fucking rough because at the beginning. it has what I'm calling anti-HDR, uh, where all lighting is worse by default. Yeah, the lighting's pretty bad in the game, but, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, can we, can we get to the glitch stuff and whatnot now? Everyone's so excited to talk about the glitches. Yes, we can talk about the glitch stuff. I think we already kind of were. 
Um, I was was talking about the happiness of that that mission. You're here to talk about metal arms glitching the system. Look, I I can tell you guys on the PS the pants. You know, because it got removed from the PS4 the other day, so I had to outreach to some people who were who picked up the game and they were seeing how excited like someone like myself was. And I, I felt bad. I was like, Oh man, did you pick up cyberpunk? I hope you're happy with it. I hope you're having a good experience. And they were like, leave me and, alone. Jerk. Um, well, for the most part, you know, this is an unparalleled story. Like we've never really seen before. Rich, you were saying this yesterday, as far as triple a games, um, kind of fucking crazy. It's also kind of an unparalleled situation maybe with a a game of this magnitude sort of also releasing right around this console again i'm not making excuses for them it's a it's a it is a perfect storm for what is a I dumpster mean, fire that we've never seen the new console launch stuff hardly matters there's not a version for those consoles out That's true, but I don't. I was just imagining they were allocating resources to that because when they would show those little trailers, they'd be like, "Here's the game running on PS5." Oh, and, well, and in terms I mean? of like the dev team having to make another version, yeah, I'm sure that that adds to the taxing of it all. But like, those versions aren't even done, and I at this rate, I doubt we see those versions before February. I think at the earliest. Yeah, at least at for this sure. Point. Also, it's- with Sony, at least they have to pass cert again. And they're going to be much yeah, stricter this pulled. time. Yeah. 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 The, the thing I don't get about this, there are a couple things here. Um, the first one's the easier thing is why they didn't just delay it longer. Because at the end of the day, you delay a game. Yes, you're going to piss people off. Yes, you're going to piss stockholders off. But you still have reputation on your side at that point. They still had the reputation of making Witcher 3, which is a phenomenal game. It's a game that was very buggy when it first released, but they worked out most of the kinks. Reworked a lot of stuff completely. Dropping it when they knew it wasn't finished, they were kind of in a lose-lose situation, and I do acknowledge that. It doesn't make anything that they did right, but dropping it, it not being finished, getting all the shit that they've gotten, having to pull it off of the the Play Store digitally... And then they're going to have to remake the game. And basically, they just tarnish the reputation of their studio, not just by doing that, but everything else surrounding this. And this game is always going to have a pockmark. Even if it gets fixed, it's always going to have a pockmark. This is going to be a hard yeah. We can look yeah. at something like mm-hmm. um, No Man's Sky, for an example. And the reason why I bring up that game is because it, ha- it had so much shit going against it when it first dropped. And for good reason. But. They have, I I firmly believe that studio has done such incredible work to turn that game around. It is an amazing, very fun game now, but there are still many people out there who will never touch that game because of the way it first released. And that's what's going to happen to this game, and that's what's going to happen to the studio. Well, Shay, I'm, I'm mostly with you. I think it's a good example because... The No Man's Sky thing, they you know they was they won best ongoing game this year at the Game Awards. That is a beautiful Cinderella story, as Rich is typing into our chat. Um, I think you but, missed the second half of that. I did, but um, it in a weird this situation definitely feels a little worse to me because it's way worse. Even as someone who followed, no, I know a lot of people felt deceived, and I was frustrated at the time because the people I was following in the media 
were telling me exactly what kind of game it was. But if you were a casual follower of the game, yeah. you had all these expectations that were not fulfilled. But I knew <laughs> from following people in, in my little circle that had played the game about a month out what I was getting into. This was a case where we even knew being on the inside, which is cool. Now we have that perspective trying to get codes where I was telling you guys every day, I was messaging you guys like, this is weird. Guys. Something's like, not right here. Yeah. They are not giving, it's like literally three days to release. And I'm more hyped about this game than anything. I'm getting codes it, for the first time in my life. Right. And I'm just like, and then we're all like, well, somebody has this game PC codes. And then we find out that it was this big conspiracy where they only gave out PC well, codes with just enough time for the reviews Morgan, to come in. If I can be completely honest with you, that happening is honestly not that weird. It's not unheard of um, for studios to only send out like one version, especially a studio that it predominantly does PC stuff because they're sometimes working up on, on patches up until launch day. Um, it doesn't bode well. I agree with you, and it's a weird look, but it's also not as unusual as you you, you yeah. seem to think. That well, that and also that was kind of not the whole thing. The the oh bigger, yeah, the bigger part on top of that was you have to use this footage that we already captured for you for any of your reviews, like pre-recorded footage that they pre-approved well th that they, that's also not yeah. that unusual um well but to, for sections like for spoilers but like well no no what, what i mean is to say like because there was just a different embargo on footage which yeah. is also not unusual like a lot of the time uh footage will be embargoed until launch day whereas written reviews can go up days prior weeks prior mm-hmm but but to Rich's point and Josh's point, that's what they did. That was so fucking deceptive. They worked the system. They used all. Oh, the, they used even, it specifically. E yeah, yeah. Even yeah. people that were close to it were just like, like, yeah, this is not completely unusual. The reason it was unusual to me is that I had contact with the developer, and they were sending out these emails like, "Look, we we don't know what's going on. We can't send the codes out." The PR, was the PR we, people, you people. Yeah, you. The, the PR team that working with, and I heard it was weird even hearing like this week on the Bombcast they were talking about that email sent out and like actually getting that email. I'm like, oh, I was I experienced this travesty firsthand. That's cool. <laughs> I was so it's, part of it. <laughs> it's not uncommon. I don't think like Rich is right, but the thing that miffs me the most is when we consider what we went through to try well specifically morgan went through to try and get codes so we could review the game and just kind of the shit we went through and then you consider how the stories that have been coming out about how they basically circumnavigated the quality control from sony and microsoft yeah sony and microsoft from my understanding and the reports right now not 100 percent conclusive i don't believe i'm not sure um I'm been 100% keeping up every moment of every day, but basically how Sony and Microsoft basically had concerns with the game, thinking it's not entirely done. There are a ton of quality issues here, to which CD Projekt Red had come out and said, well, we're going to fix it with a patch as soon as possible, which tracks with them saying that they were going to release a massive day one patch that should have fixed a lot of this. That patch never got released. Um, it looks like January is when promised. it's coming. What was that, Rich? I, I said it, it looks like January is when that's actually coming. Right. They, they promised a patch to fix the quality, and it never came. What they promised to fix hasn't been fixed yet. And they basically circumnavigated that quality control to try and get their game out sooner. Yeah. Uh, now, I understand, like I said before, 
they were in a lose-lose situation no matter what. If they delayed it, but this is the worst outcome. Off, you're going to piss the Stark. But this is this is more egregious. At the end of the day, you circumnavigate circumnavigated quality control. You controlled what went out to the media via embargoes. You controlled which version, which was, you know, as should be the best version of the game. You controlled which version people reviewed. You controlled the time. You controlled basically everything, and in order to sell more games and the things that they promised that they would fix they haven't fixed yet the game is for a lot of people not everyone is was borderline unplayable to being unplayable on certain consoles which is why they are issuing refunds on the ps4 it's now for me personally i haven't had the issues that a lot of people are having on ps4 but i know a lot of other people are and i know there are people on the internet who are basically saying this is like any bethesda game and it's not it's so much more Uh, than that it is a lot more than that and that's that's the big thing here because you person and this is such a indicative of this year just because something's not affecting you doesn't mean it's not affecting the general population and it needs to be addressed because it wholeheartedly needs to be addressed at this point before before we move on from this if i could just comment on that, that thing about the cert process stuff um this is more on Sony and Microsoft as well than than they would want you to believe. Um, oh, sure. And I think we're going to see because of this positive changes to how strict certification processes are, because here here's the thing, the, the way certs work. And this has been a commonality since pretty much since you could digitally like patch games and we have all these Internet Day One patch things are is uh, a studio will bring its game to get certified by Sony, by Microsoft. And they'll basically come with a like a list of here are known issues. These are things we know about. Um, and Microsoft or Sony will go, okay, that's a problem. Those things need to be fixed. And basically, on good faith, they will say, we will have a patch out within like the first week of launch that's going to fix those things. And they'll go, great, rubber stamped, approved. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Josh, you're making some faces. Did you have something you want to add to what Shay was saying? Well, j- just that... Uh fairly recently uh xbox microsoft is refunding now as well they are also. Um, oh they uh, are wow okay as I not not morning. just like it's microsoft is as well best buy is offering refund funds on opened copies which they don't do it's like which is unheard of yes like it, it is crazy. it is such a mess that no one else wants to be affected by it at this point is kind of they don't want their their brand tainted yeah, by this. I I will defend I think what Shay's saying is true, but I also want to look at the other side here. What I feel with myself and oftentimes with Classic the, Corpo. With the, <laughs> I did I'm a Corpo. Is it often for example, whether you agree with me or not, fifty percent of our audience said that they feel like it was right down the middle. Fifty percent of our audience said they felt like it was being overblown. Now, the reason like Shay's saying, everyone can say like, oh, my experience isn't that bad, so I'm projecting that on everyone, and that's not right. But I do think that there is this sort of undercurrent now with the way the internet works and like the vocal minority that it, I, I personally often feel like, okay, these people are just wanting to just drag this game down from the beginning. You give them one opening, and they're like, oh, I knew this game was a disappointment. Oh, it's fucking buggy mess. Take it back. I can't believe this. I'm going to take it to my Twitter major. And like... And and maybe that's within the right to do so. What I'm saying is that there is, a, for me, a level of distrust with like how these things can feel like they're blown out of proportion. But the fact that 
PlayStation Now has to refund and Xbox stuff is pretty awful. Well, it's that's awful. that's actually the difference. They don't have to. They've opted to, which yeah. shows you how bad it is. Yeah. 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 Well, this is something I was talking about with Rich privately, um, and I mentioned it to you guys last night. You guys didn't respond to it. I'm confused how a game like Maneater, which I think across the board ran so much worse on console, wasn't refunded, yet this game is getting the treatment that it's getting. Because only 12 people bought that. But then I think that. about it, and I would say that that company has been transparent saying yeah we know we fucked up we're currently working on this patch it's going to be released at this time hopefully it's going to fix this stuff um obviously it's not they're not the same caliber of studio that cd project red is but i also think about how man eater uh that studio i'm spacing their name right now uh tripwire thank you tripwire didn't actively try and deceive its consumer uh consumer base to try and get a game released and I think what we're seeing now is, I mean, a big part of it obviously is quality and quality control at this point. They're trying to um, rectify that. I think that's such a big thing. But I think what we're also seeing is a the industry, the various industries that are being affected trying to protect themselves, like Sony and Microsoft. And I think we're also seeing repercussions for something like this because... I think this is one of the most extreme examples of this I've seen in my yeah. lifetime in I video think, gaming. I think that's why it got pulled from, from the Sony store. Yeah, because, I think so too. Well, it's essentially, whenever CD Projekt Red said, well, well, we'll give you refunds for all this stuff, they had nothing in place to allow that to happen. And then the other companies have been like, okay, we're, we'll, we'll give you the refunds. We, we're mm-hmm. going to follow uh, through on their promise that they had no... Yes. intention of backing up but also we're pulling your fucking game um it's kind of like uh yeah well because it's it's just making a headache for them even if it's yeah. only uh 300,000 people out of 8 million or whatever that's a lot of people to be fucking calling your customer service writing your emails mm-hmm. doing all sorts of fucking got to make an example shit. of somebody yeah um 6 70% of our audience by the way 70% are playing on next gen or PC. So maybe that's why our audience has been enjoying the game a bit more yeah. because 80% of our followers said they're still enjoying the hell out of the game despite Well again the, the next gen thing doesn't make sense to me because it the, you're it's, not, it, on it's not it's not making a difference. You're still you're playing the PS4 version. No 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 that from but, if, from all accounts if, the pro versions and the Xbox One there, X versions there isn't do run a, better. a pro version. It's the PS4 version. No, no, but it's those games are to some degree optimized for those consoles to perform. No, better. they're not though. Those versions aren't out. I don't. They're they're not. It's I'm not talking about the PS. I'm not it, talking about the PS5 and the Series X. I'm talking about the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Those, the half step. Those aren't next gen um, consoles. That's true, but the my my PS5 is basically functioning as a PS4 Pro. At least, if not a little bit better, it's the same quality of, perf- yeah. of of machine. That's what I'm saying. And those are the versions that are bad. Yes. Well, but if you look at the majority of people playing this on a Pro yeah. or a PS5, there seems to be less complaints. Like myself. Yeah. And I'm still having some issues, but yeah, well, yeah. Uh, the the major major ones, like you saw everyone complaining, about like a lot of the crashing and stuff. But a a, a the crashing, <laughs> b the you literally can't see anything 
at any point because the game was never made to not be played on an SSD. Um, like that By stuff the way, you're just not going to run into unless my, you're my favorite, on, um, you know, the console they released it on. My favorite suggestion for fixing the lighting issues on console is turn off HDR. Mm-hmm. That's not a fix. That's just not using a feature. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's. I feel bad for the development team, and you know, yeah. I enjoy not for keeping... management. I think everyone in management should uh, write a yeah. letter of resignation. I, I, I feel bad. Development team. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I... We're, we're agreeing. I'm just clarifying to make sure because I'm sure you do agree with me on that. Well, <laughs> it's fun. I yeah, I've enjoyed taking a lot of shots at him because it's 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 just. Fun. I feel bad it's, for it's the funny the people that for sure like work their asses off on this, and a lot of this is probably the result of them fucking burning out. Yeah, and again, the... like it's this is. This has been a management issue forever. Because you, you remember when we were we were just talking about it at the beginning of last year, how hyped we were, how ready it was, because management had been going on this PR tour. The game is ready. We're just polishing. Clearly they not said the case. Last year, yeah, the game I was is thinking ready. About that, Josh. I was thinking about that and how we had the the conversation about crunch and. It like it completely changes that conversation now, because crunch. When we had talked about it earlier this year, it it was the whole six weeks. Everyone was going to be paid with a bonus. Um, is six Saturdays, and the game would be ready by then. And we look back now, and it's like, why did people crunch then? Granted, they got they got compensated for it. Some people are going to agree or disagree. But with there that. was clearly no well, way it was going to happen. Yeah. Looking at that in retrospect, it's like, why was there a crunch if the game still, now is post-release, wasn't ready? What was the point of that? And, like, the whole process of this, it's less about the crunch. Even though, like, crunch, there's a conversation to be had there, which we did have. But it's more about the deception of every step along the way. Mm -hmm. And that's what Josh is referencing here. We were so excited at the beginning of the year. And actually... Even looking back at some of the older episodes that I've listened to, like in 2018, Morgan was talking about his hype for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, as I went back and listened to some mm-hmm. of those older episodes, the the PR that they did, the promise that they made to not do crunch, and then they did it anyways. All the deception and everything has led to where we are now. And I, at the end of the day, like you guys said, I feel really bad for the the developers, not the management that but the developers who worked their asses yeah. off, who sacrificed six of their Saturdays during a very risky part of the year to make this game, and it's still not finished. And yeah. hopefully none of their reputations are marred as a result of this, but I just hope that this changes, like Rich was saying earlier, this starts to change industry standards, Yeah, and this is a great example for future developers. And I'm sure developer uh, management and whatever will, f- not specifically with CD Projekt Red, but in general, will figure out other ways to be seedy and shady. And that's, <laughs> They always do. Unfortunately, uh-huh. that's human nature. But yeah. I just hope that this sets a general precedent for oh. how to and not to conduct yourself I, I hope- when you are on the eve of releasing your game. I, I, I hope in the future that this serves as like a case study for... Uh, management looking at situations like this and going, 
hey, you know what? When your team tells you they need more time, maybe just fucking give it to them. Yeah. Well, I but I don't hear. I don't. I'm not gonna. I hear Corpo coming in. Corpo, excuse me. Uh, Corpo Morgan Bard's coming in. Um, I agree with you guys to a point. I do think it's a little more complicated because you because next gen consoles are already blowing up and everyone's getting one. It's harder to look at the reality of releasing this game. But there are no next gen versions. Hold on, hold on. It's harder to look at the reality of releasing a PS4 game in April or May of next year at this point because it just feels so old. But what they could have done is just release the PC version because that's come out to great reviews. People seem to be loving it. Have that on the table, right? Six months from now, May, June, release the PS5 version at the same time yeah. as the PS4 version. So, so you actually, it's like whenever they released um, Zelda at the same time. You, you can get the older version if you want and the new one. Yeah. So you're really releasing a PS5 version, but for anyone that's still stuck with one of those old shitty consoles, they can pick it up too. And then you have six more months to polish it for both of those. Because I will still happily play Cyberpunk when the real PS5 version is done in six months or whatever it's going to be, right? Um, well, you'll be too it, busy for that. It, it, Better be in six months, I swear. But the thing is, I think even for investors and there's money involved, it's easy for us to sit at home and be like, just keep delaying it. But the reality is they have to Those billionaires do need to get richer. Mm-hmm. They, you can only put that much money into a game like this for so long. At some point, you have to release it. At so some point, the billionaires is, need a second yacht. I feel you. I, I know. Well, there's, there's other people involved that are not billionaires. Yeah, some um, of them are millionaires. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that you could have just released the PC version, gotten the critical acclaim. People know the game is good. Maybe it's not the ne- the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it's a great game. And then six months down the road, you get the console versions with the next gens at the same time. That's what I would have done. <clears throat> Eat the rich. There's I, that. I think that we, we can say that. I think that's kind of revisionist history. I agree with you. I think that would have been probably the best way to approach this. But with everything that they had been saying up until that point and drumming it up, if they had come out a month ago and said, look, the console versions aren't going to be ready, they'd almost be in the yeah. same position that they well, are now. They would get eaten yeah. alive for sure. That's by true, that, but audience, again, yeah. uh, the issue is they've been lying about this for over a year at this point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I mean, if exactly I ran out of time, I would lie to you. If it was my job ago. on the line and I had yeah. a broken game, I'd also The, the fact of the matter <laughs> is, though, like we we can say that all we want, but like, I do think we're in the worst case scenario. Like putting out the broken product is worse than saying we fucked up. We need more time. And yet all those PC nerds are sitting around like, Oh, my version's great. Suck my dick. I never said that once. The version's great. I said my version is just okay. Uh Well, hell, you're mad Metacritic to to go, to go on that. Um, enough with the Metacritic. Yeah. That still Uh, boggles my mind. Like even playing that that PC version, that anybody could give it that with the state it's in. Like I did I did say last night privately and Josh Josh gave me a nod on this. Right now I'd give it a seven out of ten. <laughs> that seems a little um, harsh. Here's here's what I will say. Like with the whole stock market or the stocks and everything, the business and whatnot, yes, there would have been a dip in some stocks. Um obviously Halo Infinite has been delayed and other various games have been delayed because of the pandemic. Yes. The the market in general, I guess, needs a win. And this game had so much hype built around it um, that it's difficult to delay a game again on the eve of it dropping. I understand that. And some stocks would have taken a hit. The The market in general would not have 
would have taken a bit of a dip had this game dropped. Stocks are screwed uh, now. Dropped. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, exactly. The the what it's uh like the repercussions of what has happened is going to be felt in a different way and who knows like we're not going to know until probably a year from now the financial repercussions of this situation so if you guys do believe cd project red will turn it around which i i do honestly believe that i feel like it's inevitable now's a great time to buy stock in cd project red <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong but then yeah that that's all wrestling with morality and how much money you actually have because um the next stimulus check's only going to be $600 because uh, Americans can afford to live off that. But anyways... Did um, we pass that? CD, Is that where we're CD at? Project it Red. had to be passed today, right? I think so. I didn't but, even hear... Um, last I heard, they were still fighting whether they shouldn't give us 1200 or whether they shouldn't give us 600 Well, it, it was a lot of, 600's not enough, but if you can't give us anything else... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I just... I don't know. I think I think Rich is right, and I agree with him, and that's kind of what my long-winded way basically culminates to. We are living in the worst possible situation for what happened with the release of that game. Darkest timeline. Uh-huh. You guys ever wonder what it's but, like to live uh, in a first-world country? I th- dream about it sometimes. Hmm. Well, you guys do. I'm living yeah. in one. What's it like? Oh, it's nice. Uh... They they generally approach things pretty well here, for the most part. Cool, but, cool. Uh, Morgan had to go take care of his child, so we're actually gonna go on break right now. I think that's good enough for the cyberpunk talk. Um, that went way smoother than I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, there there was a lot more I wanted to say, but I think that yeah, I think you'd just be getting into bugs of, and why? Yeah, I think for the sake of time stuff. and not just sitting here piling onto a game that's yeah. already why leave the year a on a hit. sour note. Yep. I, th- I think it would be fun actually to do a chomping after dark on the story and then a chomping after dark to do on kind of like the side missions, how ours panned out and all the bugs and glitches. And, stuff and then like a, uh, and then a year and a half later, a uh, completely different chomping after dark on the story again. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think that would actually be cool. I think I'm going to hang on to my copy. I'm not going to get a refund and just play through it and then compare it to a year from now. Oh, if I, I were you, I'd be selling my PS4 with Cyberpunk and PT on it. I don't have PT, but I have Cyberpunk. Damn. Morgan has PT. Yeah, but, I saw um, there's still a way to get that back on a machine, but it's like a huge pain in the ass as far as how to go about doing it. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we'll go on break. Uh, we'll be back for the back end of the show, which is any remaining polls, and then we will do our Patreon shoutouts. So Hooray! please hop on back here in a few seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, this commercial is brought to you by Chomping After Dark, our brand new podcast where we deep dive on video games, talking about the story in full detail. That's right, but we don't just talk about games. We've also talked about many wonderful movies. We talk about things from AAA titles to indie darlings to movies that just plain made us laugh. Yes, we are still waiting for the cat's butthole cut. If you want to check it out, please head over to SwordChomp.com or any of the major podcast apps where you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like, dang, I just want to get this podcast two weeks early, head over to Patreon.com SwordChomp where you can get access to Chomping After Dark two weeks 
early. And uh, we are back. Um, I want to round up the cyberpunk discussion here right before we get to our Patreon shoutouts, um, which are cool because it's the last Patreon shoutouts of the year. It's a nice way to do a send off there with some of the feedback that I put up on the Instagram page because we, you know, I didn't want to send off the year without getting some feedback from our audience on the last show of the year. That's one of the incredible things about the show. Very often we will try to bring listeners comments to sort of discuss briefly and we know we really like to make people part of the show and uh, we have an incredible community of patrons friends family chomp nation and this is a big part of it and people have a lot of opinions on cyberpunk so i feel like if i didn't bring some of those in it'd be a disservice to well chomp nation to be frank um (laughs) so i'm just gonna grab can i still be rich yeah (laughs) Uh, Paul Bailey good friend Paul Bailey and patron said it's terrible but I still love it I think terrible is a little harsh but <laughs> it's terrible but he might be talking about the performance of the uh, oh oh I'm sorry uh, I phrase it as how people felt about the controversy surrounding the game so he's probably saying I'm still loving the game but the controversy is fucking terrible so that I feel like you're really reading into this too much yeah I really was I really uh, um Jeffrey, our good friend Jeffrey, said this game is hot trash. Uh, thank you for that, Jeffrey. JS- put that put that on a billboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I interest Somebody will be getting really trash. offended by that if the billboard ever loads in. Look, if you're a cold homeless person, hot trash might be the warm thing you need to survive a cold night. If you're so. a cold homeless person in Great Falls, Montana, pretty soon there's going to be a great billboard for you to sleep under. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really fucking dark. Yes, Jeff, there's supposed to be a billboard heading our direction next year. Um, let's see. Evan.Hempstead said, There's a good game in here somewhere, but it's not here yet. Hmm. Interesting. I think there's a good game there. Maybe there's an amazing game somewhere in there, but it's just not there yet. Interesting. I can I can see that it's kind of hard to tell with a lot, but it's of, just not finished yet. Yeah, you don't. People love to tell you their game isn't finished. Believe me, people tell me No Man's Sky wasn't finished for years. So I don't think it's fair to say No Man's Sky wasn't finished. They just kept changing what it was entirely. <laughs> That's she, a little bit of my different outlook on it. Like, no, yeah. like what I'm saying is like No Man's Sky shipped as a finished product, and then they just decided to make it a totally different game over time. Yeah. I still feel like the core of that game, the reason why I loved it is still the core today. There's just a lot more going on. There's so um, much more survival stuff to do in there now that. Yeah. So the kids, yeah. There's a lot. They just wanted stuff to so do. The that kids was the love. complaint, right? There's not enough to do. There's not enough to do. People just didn't like the core loop enough, uh, or as much as I did. Um, Shit Ain't Real said, overblown and the result of whiny man children. Wow. Whiny man children. Look, not one man could be more wrong about opinion this year than that one right there. Mm. Don't you miss the good old days when someone would have given it a nine and they would have gotten death threats because it wasn't high enough? You know, 10 minutes before everyone finally got their hands on the game and realized that 
Oh, you mean like the the death threats yeah. uh, Cal- Callie played you got mm-hmm. for actually like being completely honest about the game, and then it mm-hmm. took people all of three days to be like, "Hey, wait, maybe we're the bad guys." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so dumb. I don't agree with her opinion, but like that's so stupid. So, so stupid. Uh, I think it goes without saying, though. Are death threats ever not stupid? No. Uh, if in retrospect, if they were death threats to Hitler. Then That's I think true. they were pretty on point. That's true. The perspective of the death threat really changes everything. Um, actually, me and Rich, we blossomed a great friendship after it started with a death threat. He, so the first thing he sent to me was a death threat. He was really upset about my game of the year in 2016, and from there, it blossomed a beautiful friendship. So I don't think that's what happened. Um, G Magno, good friend, says deserving. It's really shady that CD Projekt Red purposely. Did not show any footage of this game on last gen. Or actually, they showed footage, but it was very misleading. If you remember those trailers, they were like, here's the game running on PS4. But it was a very controlled showing. Although, to be fair, people were passing around. Remember that screenshot you were passing around, Shay, of Keanu Reeves on the old system and everyone was going nuts about? Yeah, and I remember, I remember that people who will not be named tried downplaying it. Who? I tried to downplay it. It was you. I wasn't going to oust you. I was about to, so it's better that you got in front of it. I wasn't going to out you, but... um, His name rhymes with Schmorgan Schmarns. Keanu Reeves don't look like that on my PS5. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, but you were watching watching Bill and Ted 3. You weren't playing Cyberpunk. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say it rhymes with Borkin Farms? Yeah. Oh. The person who was uh, criticizing it. Borkin Farms. Pop pop! Fuck that. <laughs> I just like I just like Borkin Farms now. I just want to keep saying it. Borkin Farms. It's kind of fun to say. It's like That's a why porno I said at a it. farm. It doesn't yeah. entirely here at Borkin Farms. Our chickens are grass fred and free range. Nail a hot bitch while pigs oink in the background. <laughs> oh, sorry. We don't. We no longer have dogs at the Borkin Farms. Uh, we have since removed them because they're heckin' Bork. I just want to get it. Boo this man! I just want to roll in the hay. All right. Um, C-R-G-F-R-Y-R. I just want to sow my oats. Ew. <laughs> How many farm sexual <laughs> connections can we make? Sow my roll oats. Roll. Well, if you want to find out more, go to farmersonly.com. Where... <laughs> you don't have to be lonely at Farmers yeah. Only. He said um... during this pandemic. <laughs> uh, C-R-G-F-R-Y-R. <laughs> That's actually the name said, but on my series X, I've had minor bugs, but nothing major. So that's actually cool. And I, you know, like I said, generally speaking, I haven't had anything major on mine either. Which, which gen is that? Does anyone know? Series X. Uh, I think it's like an iPhone 11. There's a chart for that. There's a flow chart. Yeah. Look at the flow chart. (laughs) (laughs) It's behind the map of Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. It's the one you can emulate old games on because there isn't any new games to play. Uh, Let's see here. Potatoes. Zambo. Hop. Stick them in a stew. Stew. I'm waiting for a patch that glitches and pop. Potatoes, precious. I'm waiting for a patch that glitches and pop took me out of the experience. Look, Mr. Shea. Elephants. I shouldn't have to deal with pop anymore. Um, Kyle um, said, I'm glad I'm playing it on PC. It's awesome. 
Josh would agree. It's awesome, right? It's a really good alone. early access game. I can't wait for them to finish it. Yeah. Oh no! Look what I like, <laughs> look yeah. what I started because I'm the first person to say that. No one else said it. it yeah. Me. No, it was totally. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. Thank you. He Thank is you. the progenitor of that uh-huh. idea right there. Ooh, Give him a few minutes to look that up, uh-huh. and uh, then he'll agree with yeah. you. Oh, I'm excited for the day I'm finally able to pick up the uh, the item right outside my apartment that's been stuck under a cardboard box ever since <laughs> the game started. I'm excited for that patch. That's next week, I think. Mm. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a little bit creepy here for a second. I wonder what it's like to like be a dom during sex and tell someone they have to call you the progenitor. And so while they're <laughs> moaning, they're just like, "Oh, the progenitor." I want like I don't know call why me the dark I'm getting Lord. slightly aroused thinking about that. Me too. I don't know what that says about me. Alexander Mosier said, I'm 13 hours in on my base Xbox and haven't had any problems yet. Knock on wood. Gotta knock on that wood. Knock on wood is uh, Morgan's farm porno. (laughs) Knock on... (laughs) Knock on wood. Or I'm gonna knock my... I'm gonna knock... Knock wood knockers. Knock her... Knock my wood. What is going on? I couldn't think of (laughs) it. Couldn't think of anything. A knocker. You're just gonna keep saying God knock damn, until something well, comes he's, to you. He's knock, fucking you stuck in a loop here. You here's assured me pro- this would this would uh, be over uh, quickly. Uh, uh, you know, here's the problem though, Shay. I like the idea. I'm with you, but you wouldn't really knock on wood. There's no sexual thing you do that really knock on wood. You wouldn't like have the a big penis. boner and have someone knock. No, but you wouldn't knock on a hard penis. You know what I mean? There's no you, real. What if you're there are two men? Oh, that's a good point. Oh Christ, that that would be dock on wood, but. It works. Can we just keep going, please? Sword fighting, ching ching ching. It's like two of those plastic. If it makes swords. that sound, both of you should see a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the uh, dried cum flaking off of the penis. If, if, your, if your dicks colliding before. sounds like 18th century cutlasses, there's a fucking problem. <laughs> Why is your scimitar making a metallic noise? We fly through a couple of bad ones here really quick. Um, Daggerob said it's pure bullshit and a low blow to gamers. Um, Josh RDZ said it sucks. It's a real shame when a product like this was shipped. Matt DBG said they literally intentionally misled gamers and the press, and that's just fucking despicable. Um, mm-hmm. Fail at everything. Mm-hmm. Said never has it been this bad. Uh, <sighs> Somebody said it should have been delayed yeah. until 2022. The 12th, 2022 seems a little extreme. Yeah. They should have delayed it, it to does. 2023. The, the nice thing about this, though, the best, the best thing about this launch is that since most of these are digital at this point, we won't really have to, you know, bury them in a hole in Arizona. But we can if we want to. We could. I mean, we could. We could. We I'm could, for it. We could dig a giant hole and hide all I'm the copies so glad. of this in a hole well, somewhere in Arizona. Was it last year we found out that that was 100% real? I think so. It may have been, may have been before that. I, 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 I it's can't just remember so great times. to know that what was literally like a playground rumor mm-hmm. is 100% fact. It's nice. Nate Cook is trying to be calm here, guys. He said, ain't that bad of a game. It's still playable, and we just need to be patient with fixes. It's just like No Man's Sky. You know what I... Know what makes me the most sad about this conversation? Tell, tell me. Is that we're talking about cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. 
CD Projekt Red, this incredibly anticipated game, this beautiful world, this art, this talented team, this incredible potential experience, and the highest compliment that person could pay was, it's playable. What does it come and to? And that's only no, And the worst part true. is that they said it's just like No Man's Sky, which No Man's Sky great, worked actually. just fine at launch. Yeah. That's the, yeah, but it's I get the comparison. It was like just arguably light on content. Yeah, yeah, and I get what they're saying too. They're just this person's just trying to be calm. They're saying, "Hey, look, yeah. let's just be patient." No, it's a Give level-headed me. approach. I I can I can appreciate that. Yeah, it's rare. No, no most CD of their Project stuff rare. comes out working. Yeah, I, I mean, like there's so, going to be a rare studios joke in there. Some people say Banjo Tooie is a little rough, but I like it. Yeah, that's how Banjo likes it. There's a really, there's a really Banjo good. Banjo a little rough. I'm not familiar with that position. There's um, a really good point part where it's a shoot first person. It's not a shooter. position. It's a way of life. I don't like the way you're looking at the camera. Chewy. Oh, Banjo Tui. Yeah. I get it. Two at once. Strum it like a banjo. That's not the joke, but what? let's pretend it is. So we can Banjo Tui is the sequel to Banjo Kazooie. I want to thank everyone who left a comment. Um, there were so many there. Thank I you. I want to apologize to everyone who left a comment. You're welcome. Come again. <laughs> what? The name of the man on first base. What incredibly fascinating Come story again? and game to end the year. Still looking forward to finishing it, um, among yeah. other things. If next oh, yeah. year is going to be incredible. You don't want to miss January. We're going to have the anticipated game, uh, our most anticipated game show, and our game of the year show. But now, without further ado... We've John Cleese, a skit for our patrons. Yeah, there's no adus that are going to be furthered. <laughs> it's not. I, I've been doing that just to see Josh's face. To be honest with you, it brings uh -huh. me joy. Okay, so this is the last Patreon shout out of 2020. As you guys know, I usually concoct an amusing story built in with parts for each of the guys as an elaborate way to name each patron. However, this year has been a tumultuous year. We lost a former co-host and replaced him with a wonderful friend of ours. Fish is alive. It's true. You guys readily accepted Rich into the fold. We made a lot of changes this year as well, both in how we do the Chompcast, adding a new podcast, and adding a new review section to the site. And you guys have been really accepting and um supported us through a lot of those changes this year we finally got off our asses this year and made a discord for both the general population and a specific vip channel for anyone that is a part of the patreon and you guys have become like a family in that chat not only for supporting us but for each other um you guys are always there for each other and you guys are always keeping the conversation going so i want to list each person uh past and present that have supported us in 2020. Uh, one of the most difficult years for me personally, and I think for all of us uh, in, within the past lifetime, I, th I think. So without further ado, thank you to Danny P, Gilbeasy, Jay Holbro, The Rev, Bernadette, Jonathan, Lisa, Zach H, Alex, Beefy Gamers, Brian P, Ivan, Josh M, Josh L, Justin, Kane, 
Larissa, Paul, Raul, Ryan, Stefan, Sai, the Zalbi, Tawny, Vince, Core in Space, Fletch, Eric O, and James P. Uh, they are all of our current patrons. I love you guys so much. And to the past ones who dropped off this year, Zach G, Vincent, Tom, Sam, Ryan P, Rich, Michelle, <laughs> Michael H, Matt Reeves, Marco, Larry, Kevin, Jeremy, Jay, Jason P, Howard, Epidemic, Cursive Lie, Code Marsona, and Chance. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us this year. Uh, even though you may have left uh, your mark, it has been forever etched into Sword Chomp history. And seriously, thank you for uh, supporting us at all at any point in this year. Um, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, we, we always try and give these heartfelt little speeches interspersed with the comedy. I want to say that the support this year meant to me personally a lot more than the previous years obviously getting our feet off the ground was so cool and to see a lot of these people that i just listed be there every step of the way is incredible but to continue to support us as we make changes as we make mistakes and we try and figure out those mistakes uh, a year where a lot of people have been financially strapped and have been at their wits end both emotionally and mentally, and to still support what we do every week is phenomenal. There, there are no words that I can say that can express my appreciation personally. And I know, and I'll let the other guys talk here in a minute, that um, they appreciate, just, appreciate it just as much as I do. Um, we are constantly talking about you guys and trying to figure out what we can do to show our appreciation for the support that you guys give us. And we're constantly trying to think of new ways to bring you guys content that, that you guys basically pay for um, with your hard-earned money. We're constantly thinking of new ways. And I'm just appreciative of the fact that so many people who have become patrons are actually friends of ours in some way. And I think that's speaks to how tight-knit and amazing that this community is. And I, I'm just forever thankful. So thank each and every one of you that I named, past and present. Um, I love each and every one of you guys. And ladies. And non-binary people. Thank and you rich. very much. Hey, and rich. I feel like you should be his own category. I, it's going on, everybody. Not, not I, as you know, an honor, but just as a matter of not sure he's covered by the others. I love you guys, and I think Morgan is just okay. <laughs> Am I seven out of ten? You're an you're you know what you're an eight out of ten, buddy. You know there's something yeah. about all these games I love. You give it eight out of ten that just really grinds my gears. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, to all it's my almost like you don't think we should use the whole scale. No, my scale starts at seven and goes yeah. to ten. That's yeah. all there's to it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, actually, we don't have that sort of scale here, Rich. We have a buy it for wait for sale. Or skip it, all right? <laughs> we don't use any numerical scales here at Sword Trump. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. 
But behind the scenes, I see all your dirty scales. I see all your dirty numbers. Back to the numbers. We're back to your dirty numbers. Um, this really you like trying to buy time for something? <laughs> to all the people in the Discord, even my haters out there, I love you all very much. Keeping our Discord lively. Everyone, I have, I have, look, I have a bunch of haters. It's a beautiful thing, ladies like and gentlemen. To... Morgan, get a new mic box. <laughs> All my, especially my last <laughs> two haters. Honestly, I told Tawny that if it does not win at the Baptist, I will shave my head in protest, and I mean to follow through with that. So, if you want to see me shave I mean, my head bald, you well, better lose ex- against it. Expect to see you lose that bet. I also don't really want to have to look at you. After losing it, so I could wear a hat. Okay, no, that's that's fair. We'd we'd appreciate that. You get, yeah. Well, um, like Shay said, it's been an amazing year. We're gonna take a couple weeks off, but we'll have other content for you to enjoy. And 2021 is coming up all sore chomp, baby. Cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. Yeah. Before before you end the show, I do want to say that, um, I stated it last week. I'll state it again. We have Borat to. Uh, which is, I believe that will be, for the normal feed, that will be the final Chomping After Dark that will be released this year, which is kind of funny that that's going to be the last one of 2020. What a note uh, to go out on. Mm-hmm. For the Patreon feed, uh, if you are at a certain level and above, the $5 tier, you will get access to our Chomping After Dark Haiti show, which we're going to be doing later tonight. Um, that will be the last Chomping After Dark for the patrons this year and that will be the first patron or the first chopping after dark for 2021 for the general feed so uh if you want to get that as a merry christmas gift to yourself uh the five dollar tier <laughs> on patreon is a patreon is it makes available. a great gift gift for friends and enemies a great that's stocking suffer that's <laughs> true us doing terrible accents um anyways we got we've got some other stuff to do. Amen to that. And, uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, of course, Josh does an incredible job editing the show each and every week. So thank you so much, Josh, for all you do. We really appreciate that. Um, thank you as thank well. Thank you, Josh. The drinking helps. Uh, for, <laughs> it, it really is a taxing work. All the editing, the show pictures, Shay also will jump in to help with editing, uh, show text, oftentimes pictures as well. So really, everyone, everyone, give a round of applause to Shay and Josh for all the hard work they do. Thank you so much, guys. Um, uh, Rich, we should give Rich a round of applause. He does a great job writing reviews for the website. Congratulations, Rich! I did it. You did it. I'm proud of you. Um, you inspired me to start getting my ass out there and writing because I thought it was just weird to have one person writing reviews. So I was like, I need to start trying to do this. Um, and then it gives Rich a chance to just really just ream me. Be a really you ruthless this editor. Fucking times, you dumb piece of shit. Uh, well, you know what? It is funny. I really, I really wish we should start posting some of those private conversations where I was like, Morgan, <laughs> let me let me ask you a question. What do you think a quotation mark is for? <laughs> Look. I treat. <laughs> I'm just trying to revolutionize the writing game, Rich. That's all I'm trying to do. Mm. I'm just trying to revolution. I want. I want to be the Neil Druckmann of review writers. Okay, that's all I want to be. Um, no comment. Um, but no, it is incredibly taxing work to do it, even though we love to do it every week. So thank you for all the support. Hopefully, we grow next year because it is a lot. Even though we love to do it, it's a huge investment of time, money, and sacrifice. My family doesn't even remember what I look like anymore. Um, 
Must Maybe they nice. never knew. <laughs> they think I'm a stranger coming down from mommy's room that made mommy scream all night long. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Josh. That was a funny joke. Yeah, I mean, like, nobody's, it's funny because nobody's going to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's get out of here, guys. Uh, thank you again. Josh from Michigan, Shay from Japan, Rich from New York, of course, I'm from Montana, Montana. We'll see you next year. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy Honda days. <laughs> <laughs>